0: Welcome back to another episode of Men of the Machine. I'm the captain.
1: No, you're not. Say your actual goddamn name.
0: Can't stop, won't stop.
1: Say your Uh, real name, you son of a bitch.
0: Captain Mills, Stone Cold Captain Austin.
1: No part of this is accurate.
0: Captain Crunch.
1: Say your goddamn name, Kevin. (laughs) And you are... Not Kevin. (laughs) That's fair. You're
0: not. not. No one here is, actually, for that matter. And today, we... Are
1: going to be talking about? Did you want to discuss what the plans were beforehand? (laughs) No, I wanted
0: you to lay it on me. I kind of like surprises.
1: I had had more than one plan, but all right, yeah, lay it all, all of it, all of it. I always go with the original plan because it's they're all different topics. But um, the one that uh, I was thinking of because like we we're going from the Google Keep. Of like ideas. I was like, I I found a way to kind of Frankenstein a bunch of them together. Love it. Because basically, they do a proper fantasy episode, where, because Game of Thrones comes back in 60 days, and we can also talk about Harry Potter in the process, because that's also fantasy, and also Mm -hmm. my beloved Willow and Legend, Mm -hmm. which nobody Mm -hmm. remembers but me, but they're both Mm -hmm.
0: awesome. Willow's one of the greatest movies I've ever seen in my life. My friend Garrett was obsessed with it when I was a kid, and I was like, yeah, this is fun. There's midgets running all over the place, and then I didn't see it for like 15 years, and I watched it again when I was like... I watched it when I was like 19 or 20. So it's still, you know, five, six years ago. So I don't remember most of it, but huh, the movie's so much fun.
1: It's Yeah, so I had much the fun. opposite problem where it's like, I, I'm like an Alzheimer's patient where like I saw it as a kid and I loved it because I mean, I'm in the target audience. But like yeah. I was working at a video store when it was, it was out on DVD and I'm like, oh, hey, Willow. Willow is awesome. I'm going to rent Willow. And I watched Willow. I'm like, wow, this movie sucks. <laughs> and then like um, like the Blu-ray was coming out. I was like, oh my God, Willow, I had to buy this. And it was just like, why do I keep doing this to myself? Like, <laughs> you didn't like why it as Earth much as like again. Yeah, no, because like it's it's my problem. I don't like Ron Howard in general, so I don't know why I keep thinking like this would be as amazing. What else as has it he done? A lot of movies. Well, okay,
0: big ones that I would know.
1: Uh, Apollo thirteen. Nope. Beautiful mind. Nope. Uh, I don't know. I don't like his work. So I, don't like, I mean, Grinch. Um, the
0: Grinch, like like the Jim Carrey Grinch yes love it okay yeah i'm on board because that's one of my that's probably my favorite movie to watch in christmas and franny doesn't like it that much
1: she's not wrong she but prefers I the original so do i but like because i don't often have access to the original i usually end up watching the the remake Ugh.
0: move my chair closer mm.
1: gotta give it to it mm. Mm. That's, this is weird. This is getting weird.
0: I got this weird thing where I have to be X amount of space away from the mic, and if I'm not and I'm not in the wheelie chair, I'm in the like normal chair, and I have to squanch it up a little bit and get, get right up in it.
1: This is a weird conversation. This is not well, getting less weird. I'm just yeah, you know. uh, like, no. Apparently, according to Facebook, uh, Game of Thrones comes back in about 60 days, like two months, and I'm super stoked, because even though you've never seen any of it, you should...
2: It's, it's so the, much the to best watch,
1: show though. Not it's like, really. I it's believe. like
0: seventy hours worth of stuff to catch up on.
1: Yes, but that's less than most shows. Like, yeah, I guess. It's like well, it's actually like sixty. Because it's ten episodes per season. There's six seasons, but um, but a normal season of television, like a, like The Flash wow. or Arrow or something like that, that's 20 episodes, 22 episodes usually. So, like, that's yeah. three seasons of regular shit. Which,
0: the finale finally aired, which, so... I have uh, not Flash. watched it yet. So that- yeah, no, no, I, I, didn't, it. Watch, I didn't watch okay. it either. But they've got that deal with Netflix so that uh, it'll go up in a week or two and I'll be able to finally catch up.
1: Because I stopped after the mid-season break. So, I got... what's. I don't understand, like it's like the CW app is so fucking convenient, and like, no, I
0: have it on my Xbox too, and I've it's always right there. And I'm like, I could well. So, the thing was, it went on the break, and it I don't remember how long the break was, but like every the
1: break's always like a month,
0: yeah. Like every week after it, like the first obviously week off, we started checking and we're like, okay, we'll just wait. Patrick will tell me when it's back. And uh, we were talking one day, and you're like, yeah, it's been, I think it's on like its second episode back, and I was like, oh, so we missed one, okay, hey, Franny, we're two behind. She's like, okay, well, maybe on a weekend we'll just watch both instead of, like, one and then another night one. Uh, and, yeah, that never happened. And now uh, Franny works, like, something like 65, 70 hours a week, so our only time is off are the weekends. And lately on the weekends, we've been hanging out with friends because that's what I do. I create friend adventures, and uh, we, we've just been busy. Like, last weekend we spent, oh, man. I didn't send you any pictures because I didn't want to catch shit for something that's completely unavoidable for me, but I spent all weekend at food truck festivals and a farmer's market slash food fair slash, fr- like, it was in an apple orchard and it just had a lot of really cool stuff. So, uh, last week, like, I went to the food truck on Friday afternoon with a bunch of friends, then Saturday me and Franny spent all day with De- one of our friends, Deanna, uh, at a food truck slash park, and then our other friends- uh, Chance and Tommy and Andrew met up with us And we went to What did we do that night Hold on it's coming to me give me a minute Just We we all had a plan But what was That plan We did something
1: What well, did involve food trucks Apparently everything else did so. no, Oh that's
0: right we went to a fair uh, There was a <laughs> fair in town so, <laughs> so we went there and got like fried dough and stuff and, and went on a couple rides and that was fun And then the next night we spent uh, the morning doing something our own, and then we went and had a cookout at Deanna's house, and we grilled hamburgers and hot dogs and stuff. So all weekend, like for a while now with, with Christy and Jake, our other friends, we're just spending time with everybody, so we haven't had time to just sit down and watch anything. But this week, Briggs is coming up with his girlfriend, so that's really exciting. He loves Game of Thrones, so he's probably excited about it coming back. Maybe at like night, all four of us will sit down and we can start it from the yeah. beginning.
1: Yeah, at least watch like, the first couple episodes. Like, and if you're not hooked by then, I don't know what to tell you. That's why I, I, I was trying to get Kevin to watch it, and I was just like, "Oh, he also it's don't not. watch it." Well, yeah, he has. A, he hates fantasy, mm-hmm. and um, well, I guess hates too strong. He's just fucking indifferent to it. Mm-hmm. But I was just like, I was trying to get. I'm like, it's literally like there's no fantasy elements until the very end of the first season. Yeah. Like, the first season is basically this Game of Thrones in a medieval landscape. I'm sorry, uh, like Sopranos in a medieval landscape. Mm-hmm. um like the the i think the, the way that they described it when they were pitching the show was sopranos in middle earth um Love it. although i've never seen cool. sopranos that's insane but um but that's the, like the first season is basically that like, they don't even have any fantasy elements until the very 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 like last shot of the first season so i'm like oh just, yeah they fuck, show don't they gosh. show
0: the ice walkers or something
1: no they show the dragons that's right um but uh, but I, was, I was, like, I was like, honestly, like Jesus Christ. Just watch the first couple of episodes. If you don't like it past that, then don't watch it anymore. But mm-hmm. like, if you don't watch the first episode, and, you, and if, if after, if at, if after it's over, you're not like really desperate to watch the second, then don't, like, then don't watch it anymore. That's fine. Yeah. But like, at least watch the first one because it's the best fucking show on television. You're not even watching it.
0: It is. I won't deny that. I had this big argument at work. It's not to take us off fantasy too far, but I had this big argument at work with a bunch of friends about why they think. Some of them think one way, some of them think with me. They think Nirvana is the most overrated band of all time. And I had to like explain to them, like it's one thing to say that you don't like it. That's okay. That's fine. You can say you hate them. You can say they're the worst band of all time, this, that, and the other. But you can't deny the effect that someone has on an industry or a genre or whatever. So for me, personally, the Beatles, hate them, don't get them, doesn't, doesn't meld with me. I don't get it. But there is no, I can't even begin to be like, they, they didn't do anything. Nobody likes the Beatles. They're trash. Everyone thinks they're great and they're not great. It's like, no, they completely, completely changed the direction of rock and roll, so to speak, and they influenced everyone who I like. Every band ever that I've liked likes the Beatles. It's like, I can't, I can't stay. So Game of Thrones slash Breaking Bad slash, you know, those kind of shows that are just undeniably masterpieces. It's one thing to say I don't like watching hour long TV shows, but I'm not going to say it's bad.
1: Well, that's the thing. Like, I mean, they're the not a thing. It's like, yeah, I don't like do the Beatles either, but like, I, it's. See, like, I don't look like Led Zeppelin, but like they definitely influenced a lot of oh. bands that I like. So, like, whatever.
0: Well, so that's how he was getting at me was he was looking up, you know, top ten most overrated bands, and a bunch of the lists had Led Zeppelin on there. I was like, okay, yeah, can't even look at this list. I get that Nirvana's probably on this list. They put Led Zeppelin there. Done. Can't talk to you. Or Metallica was on some. Red Hot Chili Peppers was on some. Green Day was on some.
1: But that's the thing, though, is, like, it's, like, how do you determine what's overrated or not? Like, it's, like, if my favorite band, like, that I, like, like my favorite band for a long time was AFI. I mean, probably my favorite band of all time is AFI. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: And, like, my passion for AFI, just because you don't share that passion, doesn't Mm -hmm. make me overrating them. I'm just sharing what my feelings are. So, I think the whole thing with Nirvana, like... If Nirvana meant something to you, like, mm-hmm. and you have something to say about it, and like they they impacted your life, mm-hmm. then how can somebody else say it's
2: overrated? Shit, the, I
1: had
0: a uh, I had a school teacher. Well, he was um. What do you call it when someone comes in and teaches your class from college? Like it's their like they get like
1: you a student teacher.
0: Yeah, student teacher. Duh. What was I doing? Anyways, <laughs> we had a student teacher. Don't remember his name at all, but he was from California and he was going to school in um, uh, NYU. So he came up and was doing a class with us, and uh, he we were talking about Nirvana one day. This was when I was in eighth grade. We were talking about it, and he said in '93 when it happened, his school or 94, '94, '94, 94. '94, uh, when it happened, his school actually gave them a, a Friday and, and Monday off. They were like, "School's canceled because of freaking some celebrity died." And you're like, "What? What? People are dying all the time. Why aren't we getting free three day, four day weekends? This is bullshit." but Kurt Cobain had that big of an influence on that area that he was from that they actually gave kids days off school. I mean, it was that big of a deal. Not not to compare it to 9-11 or anything, but, like, but like, shit doesn't get you time off school unless it's big.
1: <laughs> so Well, yeah, it's, like, I mean, like, when, in fairness, though, like, when John Hughes died, I was more affected by it than I was in, even in my family dying. Yeah, oh, yeah. So, yeah. like, it is what it is.
0: Yeah, we talked about this with Chris Cornell and stuff like that last week. So yeah. I just didn't get that argument. But, yes, Game of Thrones, I definitely... I have an interest, but I just have that kind of like a whole hours. I sit there and watch anything for an hour, so it's a it's a really shitty excuse. But it's just it's hard to keep me there.
1: But if it's as good as it says, it'll do it. It'll do it. What's it? That? That's kind of my thing with like Harry Potter was just like oh my I God. I, love... I intend to read the books, and like I liked the first book. I was reading it when um when I was still dating John, and I was reading it one day like they're reading the first book. I read like a huge chunk of it, um in her room that day. Um, and it's like, but it's just, what I'm saying like, it's like, I intend to read more, but like, and the, the, the books are definitely better than, cause the thing is like, the first movie is fucking unwatchable. Like, I, the second I can, one I can get is that mostly you're unwatchable. Adult.
0: I can get that cause you're an yeah. adult. As a kid, it, obviously nothing's unwatchable really. I mean, most things you see as a kid are just like, oh, this is so new to me, but it, the movies, I will not, I will not say the books are better than the movies as a definitive statement. Like in general, yes, that's kind of the thing way art goes but that's just because when you're reading a book you're creating your own story like you're you're the way the characters look yes they give you a description but you're really putting it all together in your own head and like voices and inflections and they can only do so much to sway you you do the rest and movies you're watching one man's take or one group's take so i'm not gonna say it's worse especially because i think the fourth movie is better than the fourth book even though they're both my favorite from the overall like it's my favorite movie and my favorite book um the third Harry Potter, though, if you don't like the third Harry Potter, then I don't get it because that movie's great.
1: Then that was the first good Harry Potter movie. Yeah, and I think it was like because the whole story for me with the Harry Potter was like it was when I first moved here. The first like girlfriend that I had like wanted to like watch all of them before it was right before uh, the second Deathly Hallows came out. Okay, and so I was just like, all right. And so like I watched the first one. And I'm like that was unwatchable. Like, I was like, I literally, I almost like I literally more than once was like, I can't do this.
0: It's corny then, as like,
1: hell. And then, like, uh, the second one, really, I felt that way for most of it until the very end with the snake. And I was like, okay, this is kind of cool. Um, yeah, the, the third first one, one was nice. The third one, I was sold. Um, like, I was like, this is a fucking awesome. And, I mean, mm-hmm. that's Alfonso Cuaron and plus my love of werewolves. Yeah. Um, and the fourth was kind of back to being like, oh, Jesus. I like um, the Well, I'm saying, I like the very, very end when Voldemort oh, returns, yeah, that's kills good. Uh, Edward Cullen. Because yep. she was forced me to watch... Edward uh, Cullen!
0: Fuck you, it's not Edward
1: Cullen! <laughs> God damn it, you
0: almost <laughs> had me there, you son of a bitch. It's Cedric Diggory, okay? Sure, whatever. <laughs> um,
1: but I was forced to watch um, the Twilight films at the same time, so uh, it was a really nice cathartic experience. That's fair. Um, Great movies, the f- by the way. The fifth one was awesome. Uh, and the sixth one actually was the first one I ever saw, because like, the year before, um, I was at the drive-in with these girls, and like, I can't remember what the first movie was. That was what I was there to see. And I think maybe like G.I. Joe or something, I don't remember. But, um, and then like the second movie was, uh, Harry Potter. And I was like, oh my God, let's say for Harry Potter. I'm like, oh, okay. And then we watched it. And I'm just like, I've literally watched foreign films without subtitles and been less confused than I was watching that movie. Like, I had no yeah, idea what the fuck was the, going the on. The sixth
0: one is the biggest, especially since it has the major, the biggest spoiler of Dumbledore dying. And he's, well, like, I knew that. Yeah. That, so. Yes and then you have Snape's turn and you have Voldemort really pulling all the strings and yeah you can't wash that out of order man you can't well, I didn't do that
1: you I think it was a plan <laughs> that i had um yeah no I knew the, the thing is um, a friend of mine when we were kids um i can not remember, it was we were like young adults we were like probably like 19 20 or something we went um maybe even 18 um mm-hmm. when uh, that book came out i remember uh, one of my friends I can't remember what the hell he took. He took something like Ritalin or something Mm -hmm. and stayed up all night and read that book just so he could like spoil it and (laughs) walk through town with a shirt he had made where he just took a Sharpie and wrote on the shirt, like Snape killed Dumbledore. That's the kind of guy that deserves (laughs) to get
0: punched out on the side of the street. A hundred percent. That's a Han Solo dies at the end kind of guy where you deserve to knock him out.
1: (laughs) But yeah. um, And then the, uh, the seventh uh, movie Again, it's like the, the part I mean, it's not bad, but like the part that like kind of like worked for me most was the very end when Dobby dies, so they're just like Oh, oh
2: Jesus. Oh, no. oh you poor
0: masters Oh no. You're just trying to be helpful. That's super <laughs>
1: sad in the book too. So the one thing the, the
0: movies did perfect that 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 went along with the books was the tone change. Like you said, the first two, chill child's play. They're they're made for kids. They're they're goofy and, and they're whimsical and like, oh no, what's gonna happen? I don't know. As it it's goes like the on the
1: worst of Chris Columbus. It's like it's like sure. literally like if you wanted to like think, of, like it's like if I was like make it's like if somebody was like make a bad Chris Columbus movie, I would have probably just made the first Harry Potter movie. Like, That's fair. So
0: as that goes on, though, it, same as the books, things get more serious. So Harry Potter starts to feel more of like a whiny kid into like an angsty teen into like this whole like oh shit, I have to murder someone slash I have to die. So every book gets darker and darker and more um, serious, more adult. I think if you powered through the first few books and got to the end of the books, it would make you appreciate the movies more slash allow you to enjoy the entire scope because you'd still watch the first as corny, but it would be in context and you would be able to appreciate it more. I think. I think. We'll never know because you're probably not going to get around to it, but you I'm
1: should. A, I don't say I won't. It's just a matter of like, I mean, I, I have all my Kindle. I just, yeah. I haven't had the chance.
0: I just say do it before you're 40. <laughs> Because, let's see, what, you're 33 right now, so in the next seven years, who knows what could happen as far as relationships go and your biological clock ticking. you got to read them before that.
1: Well, no, I mean, if anything, I, the, the better chance of me getting it, just because like, my niece, I'm sure, is going to get exposed to them because oh, my yeah. sister-in-law is super into Harry Potter. Yeah. And she has all the books. Yeah, there's like,
0: no moderate Harry Potter fans. That's not a real yeah. thing.
1: Yeah, but it's like, so I mean, like, that's the thing, like, that, that'll probably be the thing that kind of pushes me, if, if anything, is like, as soon as she starts like, understand like, entertainment more than just, like, random little YouTube videos oh. they watch to calm her down. And,
0: and that'll but, be amazing. What if, like, like when she's, like, five years old or six... No, that's too young. What if at, like, seven years old, I think that's when you start reading, she starts reading the first book, you could read it with her, you could experience that whole shit with her. That'd be a wonderful moment.
1: They're literally re- they're reading it to her now. Like, well, yeah, but, I mean, she could read it herself, yeah. and that would be cool. Well, yeah, no, like, my, I, my plan is basically, like... Because I think it's funny, my brother and I were talking the other day, about the DC uh, cinematic universe, mm-hmm. and um, <laughs> and I was just like talking about like um, how I because I, I, I just this week after I watched which you should watch too it's really fucking good it's on Hulu called Batman and Bill it's about like basically the fight to get Bill Finger uh, credit for creating Batman. Okay. Which he was the guy who created, like, because cause what Bob Kane created was fucking Birdman. He created a a bird, like a, a guy with bird wings, mm-hmm. a domino mask, like a red costume. And Bill Finger was like, no, it would be cooler if he was Batman and like did the cowl, blah blah blah, and then created all like like created Robin, created Joker, like created all these fucking characters and never got a lick of credit. And literally until like like in the '60s, people like were for like a brief period were kind of like. Giving him credit, like just kind of whatever, anecdotally. Mm-hmm. And um and then Bob Kane just shut that shit down hard. And I guess like right before he died, he was just like he felt regret about it. I'm like, well yeah, fuck you. He's just cause you're dying and now you're just like, Yeah, oh I've been such a shit. <laughs> um, but uh but yeah, so like um there's this one guy who actually he ended up tweeting me back because I just I just tweeted that I like um I had been fighting for that for years too, just so yeah. I was just like whatever people talk about batman i was always like whenever we talk about the the creator of batman i would always be like bill finger and bob Kane, Mm -hmm. like um and like he ended up tweeting me back and just like thanks for fighting the good fight um but yeah it's this documentary and i watched that and then after i watched that um i watched uh batman vs superman again the Mm. uh director's cut of it and i was just saying like i was like whatever talking about my brother and he's like yeah i'm never gonna watch it he's like when when she's old enough you can show Amelia. i'm like I was like, you can show Amelia like Wonder Woman. I'm like, oh, <laughs> when, when when I deem her old enough to understand, she'll be watching Wonder Woman, and then be, based on interest, Man of Steel, and then based on <laughs> interest, like just like I was like, basically, I will be like, judging by her reactions, uh-huh. like every comic book film, she'll be watching the screen.
0: Can. You'll be watching her eyes. Huh? <laughs> uh, oh, dilation! She loves it.
1: And even though, like, my my uh, sister-in-law already told me not to show her, like, wrestling, I'm already planning on ignoring that directive. <laughs> <laughs> that's
2: fair. because, <laughs> well, like,
1: they, they – because um, the, this is for the first time, like, for the last couple years. It's the first time where, like, women's wrestling is, like, a legit thing. Yeah, where, it's like, a big deal. Where, like, match of the year candidates are done by women. Like, yeah. and so it's, like, the whole thing of it. I was, like, that's something to, that, like and, – like, and also this year they're doing um, the May Young Classic – Mm-hmm. where they did the they've been doing the dusty classic for the last couple of years tag team tournament they did the cruiserweight classic uh last summer mm. and this year they're doing the may young classic which is a women's tournament and i was just like i mean it's just cool like this is the first time ever that like you have kind of this like yeah. for women for girls um but yeah anyway like the harry potter thing and then i watched like the last movie and i was just like apparently i miss i misinterpreted what the horcruxes were because i thought like basically oh yeah six
0: like, movie they introduced that and you didn't okay yep
1: Well, I was just like, I apparently misinterpreted they were. I thought it was basically like, um, you destroy all the horror crutches, and then it's like, then you basically, then you can fight the final battle. Mm -hmm. I didn't know once you've destroyed all the horror crutches, it's done. So, like, um, when, uh, Neville, like, cuts the head off the snake, and, like, did, um, Voldemort just goes down, I was like, what? Well, yeah. that's our fucking finale? Like, really? Well, kind of the
0: finale, but yeah, it's every... Every piece of him, him. every, the movie did it. So the book does it a little better in the movie, Voldemort, or I mean in the book, sorry, Voldemort dies. He doesn't, he doesn't ash away into the air or anything. Harry Potter kills Voldemort in the book and it's wonderful. And you're like, "Ah, ah, we did it. We did it. But in the movie, they kind of copped out, but yeah, no. Every Horcrux, as you you probably know by now, but I'm gonna explain it now because you got me excited. Every Horcrux is a is a literal piece of his soul. It is not like some holding cell of like if I need to, I can transfer a little bit here and there. Um, every time you murder someone in cold blood, you break your soul in half, and he puts it into a different piece. So, ki- so I don't they don't really touch on that a lot, like because a lot of people have killed a lot of people without realizing they've broken their soul, but apparently it's pretty like irreparable. But Voldemort figures out, yes, how to put it into a Horcrux. So he puts them all over the place. He thinks he's only done seven of them. He thinks. But he's a dumbass. Clearly. Um, And he put part of himself into Harry Potter. So when he kills Harry Potter in the movie, they did that pretty well. Where when Harry Potter finally realizes he's not actually dead, he comes back into his body. And you see Voldemort, like all weak and hungover. Every time they do that, Voldemort basically gets fatigued. So when they break the amulet, when they break this, when they break that, Voldemort's like, oh, I'm so tired. I don't know why. So yeah, in the movie, slices that. It's the very last Horcrux. It's the very, it's the second-to-last piece of soul that Voldemort has left. So when that gets sliced, Voldemort gets tired again, which allows Harry to win the battle, which shows him ash out in the most just lame. I loved it, obviously, but comparatively, because I watched the movies before the books, comparatively, the book is way more satisfying. It's like, oh, no, you've taken the last piece. I'm weak, but I'm still going to try to get you. And Harry's like, oh, good one. Pa-pow! You're done. <laughs>
1: And it's so well, it, great. I think I thought it was funny because I saw it with my friend Alyssa, um, the drive-in, uh, the year came out, and like I, it, 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 I've compared it to before, where it's like um, Garth Ennis, uh, the comic book writer who created Preacher, and like we like the most prolific. person man. Shirt, and probably, Hit man. Yes, I me. Mean, he, he's he's fucking he's Garth Ennis. Well, like he was about like um, why he always a superheroes is kind of like ridiculous, and he's like. Okay, imagine you didn't come to superheroes as a child. Like, imagine you came to as an adult. Like, look at how fucking ridiculous they are on that level. Yeah. And then he's just like, that's what happened. Is like, when I was a kid, I wasn't reading superhero comics. So it's like... As soon as like I get to the superhero comics, I'm already like a teenager, and an adult. So at that point, I'm like, "What the fuck is this shit?" <laughs> so that's why I do what I do. Like I'm just doing, I'm taking the piss because that's what it is. It's ridiculous. Yeah. That's my thing with Harry Potter. Was I was like, I love that we've reached the point in tentpole summer cinema, where you can literally just have a finale of a massive tentpole film. Where it's so this is a mean, you can't this is video so you can't yeah, see it but like yeah. we're just two dudes with wands in slow motion just going and I'm just yeah. like can you just hit each other with a wand or <laughs> I was just like I was can you poke like, each other at least like do like, something this, this is giving me nothing like this is doing nothing for me uh, but like I mean again it's like it, but as I'm saying it's, it's not my thing and I get people that grew up with it because I think like I remember um, like when I was talking about it like when it was happening like when I was I just watch all the movies. Um, With, like, my friends, like, uh, it was, like, Sarah Layton, uh, Reese Williams. Um, We were, like, waiting outside of Valentine's one night. And they're, I think, the exact same age as, like, you. Yeah. And they're basically talking about how, like, um, are you crying? (laughs) I yawned. It makes my eyes water. Uh, um, I'm just so emotional because Harry
0: Potter is just, is really touching. And Remus didn't deserve that, okay?
1: (laughs) But they're talking about, like, um, like, it's, like, the way they grew up with it. I'm like, I completely get it. 'Cause like, the reason that I'm still so attached to like Ninja Turtles and shit, and like, mm-hmm. I'll read anything or like watch any Ninja Turtles related probably until I'm dead is because yeah. of like the way it's like attached to me. So I get it. And like comic books, same thing. Like those characters, it's the same fucking thing. Yeah. But it just like for me it's like that's like I watched it as an adult and like that's the whole thing. It's like I, to me there's no magic to it. It's just like I'm just watching them as films. Yeah. And I'm like, what the fuck is the matter with you people? What? It takes a little bit out of it for sure. But and, like, I, I was like,
0: this is not good. The uh uh jk rowling actually came out and said because so that's why i thought maybe you'd like the last two three movies because a lot of like pivotal characters die you know it's like game of thrones in harry potter it's just like it's not
1: that i care just like it's not like i'm just like this because characters no, die. i know you don't like <laughs> death
0: but you like good storytelling and if they're just like hey everyone lived in the end and harry potter won like that's boring as shit it's like no there was sacrifices like shit had to happen for this to get here um jk rowling you know? huh <laughs>
1: One of the ginger family, I recall.
0: Yes, for oh, I always mess it up. See, I can't even get the twins straight. Oh man, yeah, it's Fred there's, and there's George. Like
1: seventy-five. There's like seventy-five in that family, so they can they can live yeah, to lose for,
0: one. one of them. Fred, I think, is the one who loses is the one who dies, and George loses his ear. But she was she was saying that of all the people who died in the the book slash movies, like of all the characters she wrote out, that was the one she regrets was the twin dying. It's definitely the in the book. It's heartbreaking, cause well, for me, we've talked about this before. Not with movies so much. With movies, I'm pretty good at. Obviously, I get what do you? We, there's a term for it. You you always talk about Kevin can't do it. He can't get lost Suspension in the movie.
1: Suspension of disbelief. Yeah,
0: he can't suspend himself in movies, and with movies, I definitely can. But at the end of the movie, I'm like, wow, that was a good movie. Like, oh, that was this, that was that. Like, I'm I'm exhausted. I'm fatigued. I'm like, whoa, that was. What a roller coaster! Like you believe John Wick just did that? Oh my god! Wow, that was cr- like I do that. Lord of the Rings was one that I got really into as well, but not the way I get into books. Like when I'm reading a book, world—the world isn't happening. Like I'm in this book right now. My physical being is literally the narrator, and it's—I don't like it. I don't like it at all. Franny judges me because, like, so for example, a really corny one was Hunger Games. I read, I read Hunger Games, and I loved them. They were good books. Um. But Mockingjay sucked. But yes, go ahead. It was all right. I mean, so well, the first and the third were equal to, in my opinion. The second one's the best. That was No, that was well, my... I guess the thing
1: is, like, I... Because uh, that was another thing where it's like, I, I, there's a lot of books I've read because of girls I was dating. Um, Does Hunger Games like, count as
0: fantasy? It's kind of fantasy.
1: Is it sci-fi? Well, what is it? I was, it's more. I don't know. It is it is what it is. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it is what it is. It's young adult, whatever. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I love it. But um, but yeah, like, because like, I was dating one girl, and then the next girl I was dating, we were super into Hunger Games, so I ended up reading uh, all three books. I really like the first Hunger Games. Like It's like it's very like... I hate the movie, but the first book is awesome. Like, yeah, the first great. movie, like, Blue. Yeah, it's basically like the, it's like the Running Man, but just with like... It's basically like a little bit of battle oil, but mostly Running Man. Mm. Um, the second book is way better, and the movie I oh, yeah. still think like, kind of sucks. I <gasps> um, love the second movie. I don't like Francis Lawrence's The, the, the movies so. and books parodied exactly my opinions. Decent, great, decent. Same I still haven't even the watched... The second half of Mocking Jay, because I read, I read the book of Mocking Jay. I'm like, yeah. that is the most boring guy. The second book.
0: half of Mocking Jay is way better than the first half of Mocking Jay. I'll say that much at least.
1: Well that was the whole thing, is like then they did the fucking when they're doing the movies, they're like splitting it up I'm like, why would you split the most boring one into yeah. two fucking I leave mean, anything, just cut everything that's boring out of it and make, like, like <laughs> just, just do an action just... movie or something. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs>
0: Which is what the second half of Mocking Jay is. The first half is like, oh no, we're in the bunker and this crazy where are we? Oh, here's where we are. Let's plan for an hour and a half. The second half of Mocking is them actually doing the scenes. And it's. I, I'd recommend. Just for the sake of finishing out the trilogy, I'd recommend watching it. But, anyways, the books. So, I was reading them slash listening to audiobooks at work. So, I'd get home, sit on the couch, read, 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 go to bed, wake up, read for like half an hour, go to work, put the audiobook in, and just listen to it for the whole day, and then get back home. So, it took me four days to read all the books. And. Jesus. Which, which is, you know, it's a book a day. It's not bad. That's so People
1: were like, i meth do you <laughs> but, all right, go <laughs> but
0: it was to the point where when something good happened, I was having a good day. When something bad happened, I was kind of bummed out. When someone died, I'd lay on my couch and be like, why is life so short? I'd be like, oh my God, it can all go in such a flash. Like I was legit lost a family member when I was, I don't know why. I couldn't shake it. And the same thing happened when I was reading The Exorcist. Oh my god! When the demon was talking to someone, I was unsettled in my bed. Like, oh shit! I, like I heard the voice in my head. I, it was right there. I couldn't go to sleep. Like with you books, should,
1: you should use Tumblr. <laughs>
0: yeah, <laughs> with books, I can't separate myself from what's going on, and I, dry, I try. I try so hard. I'm like, don't. In American Gods, even which I didn't even get to finish because my Kindle died, and I'm very sad about. It died like a month ago. Um, There's this
1: magical thing called a
0: library. <laughs> I don't know what that is, Patrick. I'm a youth, okay? I'm one of the youths. Um, I Even that book, like when shit was going on, I was like, oh, what are you going to do now, Shadow? That's crazy. Are you going to, oh my God, your wife's dead. She's like, I can't separate myself from books. And it's why I stop reading for long periods of time. Like I'll read like four or five books in a month and be really happy with it. And then I'll be like, I got to take a break. I will have a psychotic break if I don't walk away from this right now.
1: Well, I think the whole thing is, like, I'm, because I the reason I wrote up Tumblr, so there's a really big Tumblr post that, like, is, I've seen, like, I, think, I think it's it, made to Facebook and stuff, too, but um, where, like, uh, it's a little bit from The Simpsons where, like, uh, Marge goes to Lisa, she's just like, it's like, what's wrong, Lisa? Like, did a book character, something bad happen to a book character? <laughs> yeah, I see. And, and then, like, right after that, it's like, <laughs> Marge gets it. Like, <laughs> it's like, it's, like Marge, Marge is a champ. Um, so that's the whole thing. It's just, like, that's a, it's kind hard. of the whole thing that, like, uh, Tumblr is like the most passionate fandoms on the fucking planet. Oh my God. Basically, the entire thing for basically the entire mission statement of Tumblr is basically just like, you're obsessed with this? Like, so are we. (laughs) And like, just find the right blogs. Like, that's like, that's like the whole thing. I actually, I I think I, I can't remember if I said it to you or not, where it's like, (laughs) um, people talk about like, uh, the whole, um, like breaks when the shows were just like it's like oh what do you do when your show stop it just like and there's like somebody just like well i'm making gifts for new japan and raw while i'm not sleeping and it's like your show stop <laughs> like that's the thing because wrestling never fucking stops so like that's the whole oh thing. yeah like, but yeah so like that's the whole thing it's like that's that's yeah that's fucking tumblr in a nutshell but yeah no like hunger games like i guess it's on the word of fantasy but yeah like i i really like the first so two books what
0: counts one. as fantasy so like is star wars fantasy
1: no that's sci-fi okay. well in fairness i mean i guess it's i guess i mean genres are just made up so you can i guess call whatever you want our, whatever you want are comic
0: books fantasy
1: i would say it depends on the comic like i mean okay. there was a period where aquaman was kind of fantasy like they did this weird thing where they made him like At it was like, a fantasy book with kurt Busick. well no they've always had atlantis but um when kurt Busick wrote it that's actually where they lost me because i'm like. To me, Aquaman is a superhero, and you do it like mm-hmm. a fantasy. Like I get it, like that's because basically they didn't know what the fuck to do with Aquaman, so they were like, "Well, let's try this."
0: Yeah, like you At, could do like, a, a really cool fantasy story with Wonder Woman and like the Amazons and stuff,
1: couldn't you? You could do anything. I mean, that's the whole thing. Like with like really, fiction in general, but especially in comics, books, whatever, you can do whatever the fuck you want. Like that's the whole fucking. That's why I, think, mm-hmm. I always think it's funny when people talk. It's just like when um, it's like when music, I mean, anything creative. Like I think it's funny when people are like, um. I like I have wanted to start a punk band like more than once, like here, and like i like Justin was an example where like he was like, Why don't I be like limited? I'm like, why do people feel like you have to be limited? Like it's like the Clash are a Punk band, mm-hmm. the Clash did whatever the fuck they felt like. Yeah. Like they if they wanted to do like old school rock and roll, they did old school rock and roll. If they wanted to do ska, they did ska. If they wanted to do reggae, they did reggae. Like if they wanted mm-hmm. to do whatever the fuck they felt like doing, mm-hmm. they fucking did. Like, so that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't understand why people feel like Anything you can't do, it's just like in comics. Like, the only thing you really I mean it's editorials. So I mean, basically, you, it's like whether or not you're allowed to like, or copyrights it, and shit like that. But well, no, because the whole thing is because usually it's like DC. Like, like, let's say, like for example, um I guess Jeff Lemire and Trevor Foreman pitched a Doom Patrol book. Okay, and that hurts me that it didn't happen. But it's like the whole thing is basically like I'm DC Comics, mm-hmm. um or like editor of DC Comics, whatever. Uh, Jeff Meyer pitches me a story for Doom Patrol. Mm-hmm. I don't like his pitch, so therefore it does not happen. Because yeah. I own the characters. Yes. So, like, that's the whole thing. It's like, it's basically like, um, you can't, you, you only get to play with the toys if they let you. Yeah. That's the, only, that's the only thing that kind of limits you in terms of comics. Because, like, that's the thing. It's like, in the end, you can kind of, it, it, once you've been given the keys to the kingdom, you can do whatever the fuck you want. Grant Morrison's a perfect example. Mm-hmm. Like, Grant Morrison is the most batshit insane stuff with mainstream characters. That He's you done X Men a lot, right? He did new X Men. He did. Okay. Like, he did a run. Okay. Um, but like his Batman run and his new X Men, I actually his Batman run is probably the best example of how like, how fucking far you can take that shit because that shit is fucking insane. Like, mm-hmm. but that's the whole thing. Is like his new X Men run is definitely like it's it's different than any X Men that had come before it. Mm. Is and... that the one that
0: I'm that that you had me buy com, at Comic Con? Yes. yes. Okay. Yeah, with that weird ass thing that killed Doctor or P- P- controls Professor X.
1: Weird. Well, yeah, that's uh, his sister, Cassandra yeah. yeah. Weird man.
0: Don't know. I because I only read the the first issue ends with him being taken over, and I didn't. I don't have any or the first uh, graphic novel, and uh, I ended there, and I was like, I don't have any more. I don't know what's going on. Which I found a really dope website. I want to send to you just so you, I mean you have all the access to every comic you ever want, but I just want
1: to send it to you so you have it. Anyways, fair continue. Fair um, but yeah, like, but if you like his Superman, like his all-star Superman is like super mainstream. Like he yeah. he, he can do mainstream stuff. Like his JLA run is pretty mainstream. Mm. But um, but like what he wants to do because like he he kind of made his bones doing weird shit. Like his um his original uh Animal Man run. Which the first time anyone gave a shit about Animal Man and history of Animal Man, like where he like mm-hmm. basically the book starts as kind of his statement on animal rights, okay. and then becomes this entire thing about fiction in general. Where like by the end of the book, he actually meets like Buddy Baker has a conversation with Grant Morrison, and basically it, talks about in the comic. Why, yeah, um, weird. Where basically like Grant Morrison talks about like why things happened to Buddy Baker because of what happened in Grant Morrison's life. Like it's like it's very. It's meta. really fu- it, it, it's beyond meta dude huh. like it's, it's mind-bending it's fifth wall but that's the whole thing is like but at the same time like that's what i'm saying like his batman and stuff but that's the thing like once you're if you're allowed to do it then do whatever the fuck you want and you can and that's yeah. awesome like i mean because his, his original doom patrol is kind of the high watermark for doom patrol because it's yeah. so fucking weird and out there but like that's the only thing is like in fiction theoretically you can do whatever you want at any given mm-hmm. time but you kind of, in, in terms of, like, comics and stuff, you, if you establish characters, you kind of have to be working. Like that's like, yeah. like I remember um, the book that um, uh, Frank Miller did. I can't remember what the fuck it's even called now. He literally, I mean, he pitched his propaganda, so you can't be mad at him. Um, where Is it that one he like,
0: talked about at Comic-Con, the psychedelic guy?
1: No. Okay. It's uh, it's basically like this, Uh, it's like, it's, it's an anti, I'm not, there's no other way to say it. It's like an anti-Muslim piece of pun- propaganda. It was like, okay. he, like, started 9-11. Okay. Um... And it was with Batman, eventually he became not Batman. Because I think DC was like, "What the fuck? Like, <laughs> like, yeah, you're Grant Morrison, and yeah, your work on Batman is like the most legendary of all." But like, there's things we're not gonna allow to happen, and this is one of them. So like,
0: Frank Miller, sorry, Frank Miller. You said Grant Morrison, but yes, I knew what you meant.
1: I thought I, I'm pretty sure it was Frank Miller, um, but yeah, like, I mean, it is what it is. But I, like, well,
0: so in comics, that's the I that's what I like about comics is they give me just enough that I don't have to fully create the universe and get lost in it, but not so much that I can't interpret it my own way. So like movies, obviously you can take well, that's movies. The,
1: that's the thing that like, um, I like about Watchmen. It, like, that's a perfect example mm-hmm. is like the thing that Alan Moore had said before, where he was just like, um, when he like, when, he, when people read Watchmen and like when they want a movie out of it, he's like, it's like, Oh, it's so cinematic. He's like, no, it's fucking not. Yeah. He's like literally the entire point of Watchmen is to do the thing that comics can do that both movies and books can't. Yeah. He's like Yeah, me so and you both like,
0: walked away with completely different opinions on or or not opinion view like um understandings of what Watchmen was. I was like, "No, it's this." And you're like, "No, it's this." And I was like, "No, no, it's
1: this." Exactly. And that's the whole thing. Is like that was the whole point. And that's like the whole thing of like uh, Frank Miller had talked about where he's, like, basically um, – where he kind of introduced, like, cinematic elements into, like, his Batman stuff, like, Year One and Daredevil and stuff. And he was just, like um, – he's, like – because movies do all these things, like, that we can't do, like, control pace and, like, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But he's just, like – but the whole point is to kind of take the things that movies can do that we don't necessarily do and kind of make it kind of this hybrid art form. And I, that's really what it is. Yeah. So, like, that's the thing. That's why, like, I – comics, like, when comics – I can get lost in comics, but also there's times where I just kind of can just burn through them too. Yeah. Well, it yeah, that's a, why I, that how, was my argument. I get? It depends on the- That was my big argument with
0: Suicide Squad. People were like, it's sporadic and fast and all this. And I'm like, yeah, it felt like a comic book to me. I created the rest of the story myself, whereas they were just like, stuff's happening. Keep up with us. Because like, in comics, one page- can be in a 20 minute fight scene in a movie like one page will show like two punches and you kind of come up with the rest of the fight in your head and then it's like i win or i lose or we're matched and like i like that i like that you gave me just enough but you didn't overwhelm me and i got to run with it that's why i like dark knight returns is honestly i is probably my least favorite batman story i've read amazing book but it made me not like batman for a little bit and then i read uh year one and i was like I love Batman again. This is wonderful. Like, even though Dark Knight Returns is a better story, just for me, I was like, I don't like Batman from this. I don't like you, Batman. <laughs> Which I'm kind of, I'm, I'm nervous to read Frank Miller's Daredevil, although I'm sure I'll love it. No,
1: it's a completely different thing. The thing with um, Batman... Or Which Jeff Dark is Returns, supposed sorry. to be
0: reading the Dark Knight Returns. I gave it to him with the little sleeve, and I said, take care of this and read it, like a month and a half ago. This son of a bitch. Sorry, continue.
1: Um, well, the thing about Dark Knight Returns is taking i guess not just superheroes but like, i mean i don't know not just batman but superheroes in general to the logical conclusion of basically being a fascist parable like that's the whole thing is like which they took even further um in i'm uh, sorry uh, Warren Ellis's The Authority where um if you ever read that book like the whole concept of the authority is basically that like it was a basically the justice league mm-hmm. um it's not quite the justice league is because it's like basically like it was a time um it's like it's completely different characters, but they're clearly like, analogous to Just, Just League. Mm-hmm. Um, and the whole point is basically, it's like at a certain point, when superheroes are basically like, if you put, if you really think about it, basically they're firefighters. So basically, there's like, they yeah. come in and put out fires. Like at a certain point, them being like, fuck it, instead of putting it, keep putting out fires. We're gonna make it so no more fucking fires happen. I mean, that's they kind of establish in like the whole idea of age of Ultron, in, like in, in,
0: in isn't that in like injustice what j- injustice is yeah. about kind of too that's yeah. the
1: whole thing that, that's, that's if you really think about it, that's a logical conclusion for superheroes yeah where it's like it's like yeah they're fighting on the side of the right but at a certain point you're putting i think like there's like a thing i heard once with watchmen would have been like it's like you're putting your fate and trust and everything in the hands of somebody else and no one should ever do that yeah like just because they're fighting on the side of like right and what you think you want right now doesn't Mm -hmm. mean you should give over power to them Mm -hmm. that's like the whole like the whole trump trump argument where just like i was like you don't understand what you're doing like if you're voting for trump you don't understand what you're doing because you're basically giving him the opportunity to kind of like rebuild the world in his image and you don't want that to happen like Mm -hmm. even if you think you want that to happen there's gonna be shit that happens you don't want to happen Mm -hmm. and that's the whole thing with like the superhero comics where it's like that's the dark knight returns is like i don't like batman in that story but you're not really supposed to like that's the whole yeah. thing is like none of them they like, no no character in that book is really like except for maybe carrie kelly is really somebody you'd want to that's be the you robin think. right yeah yeah like it's really so, like i mean like that superman you don't want to be that superman like that basically corporate sellout or like i guess government sellout yeah yeah like, that like, blew my mind when i saw that i was like wait what <laughs> What, he like shows you don't have man, huh. that bitter Ollie. Like you don't want to be any of those people. Like that thing is like it's it's the worst case scenario. Yeah. So like that's the whole thing. You kind of have to think, you have to go into kind of Dark Knight Returns thinking of that. Like it's like that's why like, the first time I read it, I was kind of disappointed in it. And then like the more times I read it, the more I appreciate it mm-hmm. because it's just like once you kind of know what it is, you kind of realize what Frank was going for. Mm-hmm. Where it's like that is kind of the lot the last like that's the logical conclusion. Like if you actually give somebody like Batman that much power, that's not a good thing. Like, or you know, if Batman decides
0: to take that much power yeah, exactly. in, that, in that scenario.
1: Like, it's like if you, like, put a position, like, yeah, you're glad he can clean up the mutants, but, like, what he then basically just turned the mutants into his own private army. Like, at what point does he just take over the world? Like, yeah. and, like, decide that, like, what he thinks is right. Because, I mean, really, Batman's a fucking, I mean, like, as much as I love that character... Mm-hmm. he's kind of a fucking crazy person like kind of he's, he's, kind of <laughs> i mean he's so psychotically driven that like well yeah because
0: some he, a lot of superheroes it's like oh shit something's bad happened gonna stop that just to save lives move on with my day batman's like yeah i don't like what's going on here i'm gonna make it what i like and that's the crazy person part that's the psychotic part you don't yeah. want you don't want that
1: i mean well we yeah kinda it's like, want that uh, it
0: makes for a good story but
1: well that's like the, yeah like the whole um the tower of babel storyline from um just league Comics oh Jedi. i was
0: just told to read that like just the it's other really day good. i made a bunch of friends at work who are comic friends now or comic nerds now actually <laughs> on that note that sorry to take you off we'll come back to it um i'm going to have like two or three friends from work that are actually going to be at new york city comic con too for thursday, friday, saturday so we should have, we should go out to dinner or something one of those nights and talk about what we did at comic con that day and that would be fun
2: sure.
1: maybe we could that go would... to that
0: place finally the the
1: slaughtered lamb yeah slaughtered
0: lamb though cool
1: i mean kevin could probably actually get us there that's the whole like, the thing that kevin has that neither of us had is he actually has a knowledge of the city and yeah. like in the subway system so like he got us to brooklyn in like 10 seconds I mean, yeah. like, we actually had to drive but or like ride the train but still like I don't so care. like be worth it that would be super yeah. fun
0: and my boss well he's not my direct boss but he's one of the Crap! I'm trying to think of who he'd be there. He'd be the Dan Lindemann of of that job. Like he runs the sales floor, but but not way better than Dan Lindeman. Nobody, yeah. no. Okay. Um, he he uh, is a huge comic nerd. He actually has sold every comic he's he got. He re- just he retired from comics, so to speak. He's like I've got too much invested in this, so he sold everything, and now he's trying to sell all his merch because he the amount of merch he has compared to the amount of comics is gross. He says his whole house is just so. That's pretty cool. I'm excited to get to know Doug better. But anyways. Um, he recommended to me Transmopolitan. He's like, you have if you liked, because I told well, him the books I did like, and he's like, if you like those, just tr- just check out Transmopolitan.
1: Yeah, Transmetropolitan, uh, or Transmet is more commonly known. Transmet. Sure. It it's a, bo- it's a book that Warren Ellis did. Like I think it's close to 20 years ago at this point. Mm. That has become like, it's 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 fucking real life. <laughs> like it's like it's not far from real life.
0: I don't like that. That doesn't sound nice. That sounds terrifying. Uh- <laughs>
1: Um, but yeah, like I would definitely, no, Transmit's awesome. Um, pretty much anything Warren Ellis does is awesome. Like he's currently doing, um, the wild storm for DC where basically he's kind of relaunched the wild storm universe, which started in image, but like, I don't even know what wild storm is. Basically it was like a, okay. Basically image comics, um, was this thing. Basically the whole thing is, um, in the nineties you had, um, basically this group of guys at Marvel who were like kind of. Essentially running Marvel. They were basically artists that were running Marvel, essentially, because they did whatever the fuck they wanted. Yeah. Um, it was Todd McFarlane, um, Eric Larson, um, Rob Liefeld, uh, Jim Lee, uh, Jim Valentino, Mark Silvestri, and Will Portacio. And um, Todd had the idea um, that basically if they all banded together and left and did their own thing, they would probably be very successful. He was not wrong. Um, and they all basically started image where they all had their own studio and Jim Lee's studio was a uh, wild store okay. where he created like wild cats and stuff like that. He, um, the thing is the thing that you had to like, I read this actually, it's a really interesting book you should read. It's called a uh, Marvel the Untold story. By I think Sean Howe is the guy who wrote it. Um, well, basically the whole thing is like the, that, uh, basically, uh, Jim Lee did not want to go like Jim Lee's a company man. He was like, I am cool with staying here. Mm-hmm. Um it was the fact that like he uh that Marvel refused to give his wife a uh plane ticket, pay for a pay- plane ticket for his wife to go to Comic-Con with him <laughs> that made him be like, Okay, you know what? Todd, I'm fucking <laughs> in. Like um, but that it's thing is, the like, little things. And like that thing is like, but he was like one of the first ones, like a couple of years later, after they'd already blown up, uh Jim Lee had uh come back to Marvel with Rob Liefeld. They did uh, Avengers. He did Fantastic Four and um, uh, Iron Man. Liefeld did Captain America and the Avengers, um, which I guess Todd saw as a huge fucking like betrayal. But like knowing both of those guys, like it's like they don't really give a shit. Yeah. Um, but that's the whole thing. Is so, like then Jim Lee, like uh, at one point, he basically he literally just sold the studio to Image mm-hmm. um, at some point in like the 2000s, and so since then. Uh, Wildstorm's been a part of the DC banner, and um, they've, like, flirted with um, using, like, the Wildstorm characters, like, in the DC universe proper, but they've never really kind of gotten there. Like, they, they, the closest they did, like, they had, they used, like, Grifter in um, the book that was, like, a weekly book a couple of years ago. Um, but, like, this is, like, their first kind of, like, Wildstorm, the, the Wildstorm under Warren Ellis, like, the first time they've done, like, a full-blown, like proper, like, Wildstorm book in that universe. That's the only, they, they tried to actually relaunch Wildstorm, like, as a big thing mm-hmm. um, in, like, the early 2000s. The problem with that was that they got really good talent, like, top-shelf talent. Like, the aforementioned Grant Morrison was going to write, um, he was going to write Wildcats with Jim Lee drawing it, mm-hmm. which I love both those guys. But the second you hear those names, you should just expect that book to never come out. Mm-hmm. Issue one came out. I'm still waiting for issue two um this is like 10 years i was just about to say yeah how long has it been <laughs> um grant morrison was going to do the authority i think it was or yeah i think it was the authority with gene ha that book i think two issues come out and then never again um but like it was either really, like, they're trying to relaunch the whole thing but the problem is the people that they used it was just like really great top shelf talent but people who can't fucking keep a schedule to save their fucking yeah. lives so like so it never really kind of came to fruition but this is like the first time in a while that they're doing like a proper like Wildstorm book. And I'm stoked just because um, when I was a kid, like – because cause when I was a kid, I only really knew Marvel and DC. And then like um, when I was like 12, I think I was, like 11 or 12, I met my uh, best friend for a long time. His name was June Bernardino. And I went to his house, and he literally had a drawer, like a, a, like one of his like um, like bedroom, like in his uh, dresser. He had a dresser drawer. I think it was actually two drawers filled with comic books just filled mm-hmm. and like most stuff he had was like we liked the same things so he had x-men and he had image and we would literally just sit in his fucking room all fucking day just in grab one from books. the drawer
0: grab one from yeah. the drawer yeah.
1: and so like i read fuck tons of wildcats which was jim lee's like original book there uh fuck tons of wildcats and a lot of young blood Rob Liefeld's book um and also gem 13 um And I read, like, a fuck-tons of that. So, like, the fact that I love that shit so much, like, the fact that – because basically, even though they're calling it The Wild Storm, Mm. it's basically a new Wildcats book. So I'm just stoked on that fact. Because, like, I always really liked Grifter as a character. Like, I feel like of all the Wolverine ripoffs, Grifter was probably the most successful. Like I don't even know that. I'm going to Google it. Grifter is kind of, like, right in between um, Gambit and Wolverine, like, in terms of, like, the character, where he's, like – He's dangerous, but he's also very kind of charismatic and charming, but without being, like, over the top in either direction, in my opinion. And uh, Oh, he
0: looks badass with the red thing on his face?
1: Yeah, yeah. He oh, really cool he
0: looks style. awesome. Yeah. Expertly adept at hand-to-hand combat, excellent marksman with both firearms and thrown weapons, powerful side powers... Usually dormant. Oh, okay. Uh, accelerated healing factor, longevity, telekinesis, and telepathy. He
2: sounds badass. Well,
1: yeah, that's the thing. I mean, In fairness, though, if you look at, like, really all the Marvel books uh, like at the time, mm-hmm. they were all basically, or I'm sorry, all the image books, they were all basically just t- taking shit. Either they were already doing or wanted to do and just kind of ripping it off, which is why they all got sued. <laughs> Put it on a new character um, and continue on. Because basically, like, Jim Lee, he made his name drawing X-Men. And Wildcats let's be honest, it's basically X-Men. Um, it is, it's awesome, but it's basically X-Men. That's the reason I liked it so much as a child. Like, basically, Tom McFarlane's spawn, it's not that far from what he was doing on Spider-Man anyway. Like, uh, Liefeld doing uh, Youngblood was essentially him doing uh, the shit he was already doing like, with X-Force just... At new things. so like that's why they all got sued at first because it was just like the only person who did anything like truly like original was uh, Eric Larson when he did uh, Savage Dragon, which actually still runs today. That, that, I think it's like one of the longest running books of all time. Um, in terms of like the same creative team because he has been writing and drawing it since the beginning. Um, but yeah, like I think he's the only one that didn't get sued because he's the only one that didn't rip it. Like he didn't just kind of just do like, hey, <clears throat> I don't want to work at Marvel anymore. But I want to do this anyway. Mm-hmm. And then at a certain point, Marvel's like, um, you understand how intellectual property works, right? Like, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, like, so yeah, um, Transmet was, uh, actually at Vertigo.
0: God, I keep forgetting where we are, and then you bring yeah. it back so smoothly. Okay, continue. <laughs> uh,
1: Transmet was at Vertigo, which is like, for a long time, it was kind of like almost like the, it, it was never creator owned. Vertigo was Preacher, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It was never creator owned, but it was kind of the most creatively free. Okay. Like, cause um, it was like, cause, cause basically the whole image was it was creator owned. Like, that was the whole point. Was they're all like, we're creating all these characters and making all this money for you, and we're not getting dick out of it. Like we're getting, mm-hmm. even though they were getting paid ridiculous sums of money.
0: Well, yeah, but not comparatively to what it is. It's like, hey, well, we yeah. made a hundred million dollars. Here's one million. It's like oh my yeah. god a million dollars. Wait a minute. That's 1%. What the hell?
1: Yeah, exactly. That's why they did like that whole thing is like well and that's why like the ironic thing that I thought was funny was um uh the whole point of Image, basically they were like that was the whole thing is like it was creator owned. Like it's like if you create something it's yours. Like yeah. you have all the like you have the rights to say whatever. And then like um Topic Farrell ended up getting sued um because uh during um his uh because he, while he was doing Spawn, he brought in a lot of people from other places, like most notably like uh, like Neil Gaiman, who mm-hmm. was doing Sandman. Um, he was like, oh, hey, come do an issue with Spawn. And in that issue, he created Angela, Medieval Spawn, and Cole Those characters got milked for all they were worth. And Neil Gaiman's like, okay, well so where's my like whatever? And like, he's like, and Tomic Frelin. I love Tom McFarlane. He was the nicest person when I met him. Mm -hmm. But I was like Tom McFarlane, being who he is, was like, no, no, no. It's it's work for hire. Like you, (laughs) I own it. You and they was just like, fuck you. Like that's not what this is. Yeah. I created those characters. It's creator own. Doing what Marvel did. You son of a bitch. Yeah. And like he spent years in court, and he eventually won. Neil Neil got the rights back. He won the rights back to Angela, and immediately sold them to Marvel, which is why she's now a Marvel character. Um, just to spite them. I don't think it was to spite them. I think it was just a matter of he had a good relationship with Marvel and like they yeah. made him an offer and it was like, I eh, fuck it. Like what the fuck am I gonna do with it? Yeah. Uh, um but yeah, like, the whole thing is like uh but that's what, like, with Vertigo was it was Vertigo was not creator owned. I think everybody owns a piece of everything mm-hmm. and they all have a say, but I don't think that anybody actually I, I'm, I'm po- positive nobody actually owns anything. It's the companies. Uh, yeah, it's like Preacher, TransMet, um like sandman all that shit like neil guyman gets to say Garth Everett gets to say like blah, blah blah but like none of them actually own anything so in the end it's not theirs yeah. but um it's like, the opposite of image but like you they did get a fuck ton of creative freedom like that was the reason people used to go to vertigo and that vertigo is kind of no longer a thing which is sad but um that was kind of the reason you went to vertigo back in the day was it was like it was kind of like your chance to kind of work corporate so therefore like make money yeah. but also get to kind of do whatever the fuck you wanted um, so it's kind of the best of both worlds so the whole thing of image so the reason that most of the books that I buy they like, actually pay for instead of just either um, using Marvel limited or perfectly legal means yes uh, um, um, is because image the way image works is um, I, mean, I mean I'm sure image is getting a hefty percentage but also the writers and artists are also getting a hefty percentage like, yeah It's like there's no front end money. Like it's more evenly distributed. When you create a book and image, you they they're basically taking a gamble on you because you don't get dick. Like you, you basically like you got the creative freedom. Like you don't get a lot of money at the start. It's a matter of when the book, like as the book sells, they that's where you make your money. Okay, that's why the books that I buy, most of them I I don't the ones I. I get our image because I'm yeah. like, I have no problem paying for those. So I know that's going to the writer and artist. Yeah. Like the whole reason, like when I go to, sh- like the, the way I never really bought music um, as soon as I didn't have to, like, as soon as like Napster and everything was a thing because I'm like, what I will do is I will go to a show and I will buy that band's merch. Like- that's where they get most of their money from. anyways. Exactly. Yeah. Cause they're printing the shirts. Like that thing is like, I mean, Christ, I was at, uh, the, I was at, Ace's house tonight the mess for making the shirts for tour yeah like that's the thing they bought the shirts they're making the shirts they're selling the shirts yeah like it's all them so it's like the whole thing it's like that's thing like i have no problem like going to the show giving you money for the show and then buying a shirt while i'm there because all that money is going to you and like yeah. that's why that's why, and that's why i don't mind stealing the music cause i'm like that's just screwing the record company it's not really screwing you as much yeah um but yeah like that's the whole thing with like uh the vertigo stuff was it was like you had really cool like that's where kind of constantine was really a thing yeah because like, hell Hel- there Hel- was long- yeah that's what it's called hell was it was a wrong long-running book obviously sandman transmet uh preacher like there's tons of legend that shit given a vertigo
2: mm-hmm.
1: um but like in recent years a lot of it's kind of been absorbed into the regular dc universe like now like um john constantine and swamp thing are back to being dc well, yeah characters. they just
0: did justice league dark and whatnot with constantine in it
1: yeah and we swamp find- thing I love that, like, probably the original plan for um, the Justice League Dark movie that still has yet to happen (laughs) um, was going to be called Dark Universe, I guess. And then um, (laughs) uh, earlier this week, uh, Universal announced the name for their, like, monster universe to be Dark Universe. Yeah, I saw that. Were they just basically just pissing on DC shoes? Like, (laughs) what the fuck was that? Um, I mean, I'm still excited for it, although I do think from the... I just don't understand, like, I'm not saying they're bad, but it's just, like, for me, the whole thing with monsters is, like, the whole point is to do, like, horror stories with the monsters. Yeah, scary stuff. Like, doing, the fact they're doing, like, another action mummy movie, I'm like, I don't think you understand, like. Maybe they'll, maybe it'll
0: do, like, the critics and whatnot will push it one direction, so the next in the series will be more, well, actually, maybe every character will just have its own feel. Maybe they'll well, do the, that.
1: I mean, apparently the next one they're doing after this is uh, Bride of Frankenstein, which mm-hmm. I was like, I really hope they don't fuck up because I'm not sure I love Frankenstein and Bride of Frankenstein. Yeah. But we'll see. I'm really excited that Javier Bardem is playing Frankenstein's monster, though. That's really? really yeah. Oh,
0: I like Javier Bardem, although I always confuse him with the other guy who looks identical to him, the guy who played Comedian.
1: What? What? <laughs> How the fuck do you think they look anything... They don't look anything like...
0: Hold on. Let me show you a thing.
1: Javier
0: Bardem looks like... -like Lookalike Okay, yeah, I don't know his name, so I'm just gonna type in that. Lookalike actor. Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Yeah. Side by side? Fluffin' identical. It's absurd. Oh my god, it's so crazy.
1: Where did you send this to me? Oh you no, no.
0: Skype? Oh. No, I'm gonna share my screen with you on Skype right now. Ready? This is gonna, this is gonna show you. This is gonna blow your face off. Boom! Screen is shared. Oh, hold on. Share entire screen. Yes, share entire screen. What the hell do you think I want from you, you stupid ass little punk ass little bitch ass ass? Uh, any of these I could pick, but where was the one I was just looking at? That one. Look at that one. Let's open this one. Open it up.
1: Okay, fine, but most of the time I don't. Okay, do well, in anymore.
0: characters they make they're obviously yes they, but when you just take the man and put him side by side, it is. In un- fairness,
1: if you find two pictures of like any two people, you could probably like find pictures that make them look. Look similar. at that!
0: Oh yeah, no, you can't walk out of that one. That oh, hold on, how do I cancel this? I gotta find a way to stop this. Okay. Anyways, last question before we get into our games, because by the way, we've been okay. recording for an hour and only about 10 of it was fantasy, so that's okay. Uh, who, which, and I'm not going back to fantasy. Which comic? Well, then fucking watch Game of
1: Thrones. We can talk about that when we get to okay. it. Okay, like yes.
0: Game of Thrones, and we'll do a whole episode about it. I'll probably end up watching it like Saturday or maybe tomorrow night. I don't know. Depends on when Franny gets home from work. Which comic of of like massive prestige such as watchmen coming back is going to be the next to be rewritten into a modern story any anything cuz like you were talking about them making like dark knight returns canon again which isn't re- obviously bringing the st- story in but it's like oh look at this this is canon which story do you think's going to come back next
1: um honestly they've kind of flirted with it but it wouldn't cuz okay i again, again i will say i have not they have said that the dark knight returns might become canon i am not yes. saying it will become potential. canon yes <sighs> potential but um, um, but um, as far as like if Watchmen's now canon uh, to the regular DC universe, and if Dark Knight Returns is headed there, I feel like the last sacred cow that will probably end up. I mean, they've flirted with it before, but I think uh Sandman will oh. end up in the regular DC universe because they've already flirted with it. Like they had um in uh, Paul Cornell's uh, Man of Steel run, which was essentially like um alex luther book yeah um at one point he dies and he meets death and death is the death sandman, from the version sandman comics it, yeah. yeah like the perky little goth girl um so yeah i feel like that's the last one that's gonna get something pulled into it oh that'll be yeah. great
0: neil gaiman's doing big things now anyway gaiman sorry so Uh, it's gonna
1: happen i think game is actually pronounced his name but i always heard it as guyman when i was growing up so i can't shake it
0: you just stick with it all right so let's get into who's who because we've like i said we're over an hour already and i got some 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 fun to be played i get rid of this why is that there all right so most all of these today so i texted jeff and i was like jeff i'm out of who's who's and who would win in a fight remember when i texted you this morning and i said i had to finish my list and he just just a firestorm of of <laughs> wonderful things filled up my lists, and more to come in the future, I'm sure. So, who's who? Uh, we'll start with who's who: the old guy from Up or the boy from Up?
1: I mean, you're definitely I'm definitely the old guy. You're definitely the boy.
0: I'm, but I'm married, and my wife could die any day now.
1: No, but I'm like I'm embittered, and like you're enthusiastic at all times. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair.
0: And instead of naming a bird, Kevin, I'm named Kevin. So that's kind of oh, you're admitting you're
1: named Kevin and not the fucking captain. Good. Captain's I'm not glad. my name.
0: Is your uncle's name Uncle? No. Yeah, that's you what I thought. To
1: give your real name at the beginning of the show. You refuse. Because I'm
0: the captain or captain. That's what really? I am. We can't get around it anymore. Chelsea and Philip have accepted it. You have to too. I refuse. Who's who? All right. So that one was easy. Who's who? Have you played Grand Theft Auto Five? No. Okay, sorry, Jeff. That one's getting removed. Shout out. It's Franklin and Michael from GTA Five. Never played the game. Don't neither know. I'll let him tell us who's who. Put it, Jeff. Go to our Facebook page and 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 say in there who's who. Because yeah, neither of us have played it. All right, who's who? Ben and Casey Affleck.
1: <laughs> They're human beings. <laughs> They're not characters. Um, it doesn't
0: matter. It's who's, who's who?
1: I got to change I mean, the name I... of this because I keep wanting to say famous movie bears. Um. Uh, I guess I feel more like Casey. I don't know anything about Casey, so I can't speak. He's the more artistic, from I can tell. Okay. Like uh, and Ben's like the more like he's. I mean, he's a movie star. Yeah. Um, like he's obviously an artist. I mean, because Christ, like his. He's an amazing director. Yeah. Yeah, like his his work has been fantastic. I'm gonna say he feels more like a movie star to me, and Casey feels more like an artist. Okay. Uh, So I guess in that respect, I guess that's the way I would go on that one. Yes,
0: I get to be Batman slash not sexually harass women. Although I'm sure Ben's done it at some point in time. It just (laughs) makes sense. Uh, And last one, (laughs) who's who? Oh, there's so many good ones. In fairness,
1: though, you've done more horrible things than I uh, have. What? You just fucking get to point to the ring and be like, oh, it's fine. Yeah,
0: I've joked about doing more horrible things.
1: You. Well, that's first of all, it's harassment. Second of all, yeah, that's true. Um, Didn't you say you grabbed Caitlyn's like titties at one point? Right like, on and
0: she loved it, and she thought I was Jesse. That's how smooth I was. <laughs> you got to know your audience, Patrick. Okay, so, and so I I'm know saying, my audience.
1: In that respect, you're far more like Casey. <laughs> like,
0: it's a very uh, minor asterisk. Okay, very I would minor. I never ex. do any of that, but you'd think about it, though. Don't tell me you didn't think
1: about it. I'm not saying I haven't thought about it. I, so I've I'm just courageous enough to on. act on it. I oh, actually miss Caitlin. Yes, I haven't talked also to her tried enough. With Every racist or every rapist ever says ever.
0: <laughs> oh, man. I did. <laughs> I'm better than the rapists. Of All course right. you are. I'm, <laughs> every, I'm also whatever <laughs> rapist said ever. Damn it. Anything anyone says <laughs> could be something a rapist says. Okay, I'm not taking credit for that. All right. Yeah, let me guess. Something a rapist said. All right, moving on. <laughs> Who's who? Oh, so that we did too. Um, uh, we'll do a wrestling one for you because I don't know who these people are. Kurt Hawkins and Zack Ryder.
1: Oh Jesus!
0: I'm gonna Google uh, them while so I have a little bit of something to to tie to this. I mean, I don't feel like
1: either of us is either of them. <laughs> um, Kurt
0: Hawkins. Do I recognize him? Not even a little bit. Yeah, and- you wouldn't. And, and Chris Tucker. Were they like a tag team?
1: Yeah, Zack Ryder. They, they were the major brothers when they first came in. They were also edgeheads, where they were like edges kind of wacky. Oh.
0: <laughs> I, I googled Chris Tucker.
1: <laughs> that's not Chris Tucker. It's Zack Ryder. <laughs>
2: I don't know. That's funny. The
1: Long Island Ice-Z. I guess um, current gimmick-wise, I'm a little bit more Zack Ryder, a little bit more Kurt Hawkins. But again, I don't feel like either of us is either, so that's very, very difficult. <laughs>
0: Zack Ryder looks like the douchey pretty boy.
1: He's not. His whole character is basically he's he's like kind of a he's kind of a like a nerd who doesn't know he's a nerd. Like, okay. like his whole like for they basically um for a hot minute like built him up. Basically kind of got him. He's one of the few like rare examples of somebody who got themselves over. Mm-hmm. Like the company did not give a fuck about him, so he created his own YouTube show and everybody fucking. Fell in love with him, and mm-hmm. so they started pushing him, and they just fucking stomp. Is he him still in crap. it
0: right now? Is he?
1: Are they? He's still... currently out with an injury. Like, okay. they, uh He ended up. He started a uh, tag team with Mojo Rawley, uh, the Hype Bros, and uh, at one match he blew out his knee, and Ooh. ever since then he hasn't been. Same moving. thing.
0: Same thing with Kurt.
1: No, Kurt. He's back. He's he's, okay. he's back in the company, but he's kind of a jobber now. But yeah. Well,
0: you've got to make the definitive. I don't know these guys.
1: I said, I I feel like neither of us either, but I feel like if I had to pick, I would say I'm, I'm more Zack Ryder and you're more Kurt Hawkins, okay. but it's it's a reach no matter what.
0: Fair enough. Fair enough. All right, done with that. Who would win in a fight? There's so many good ones, man. There's so they're just they're straight cash. You may not like them, but they are straight cash. Thank you again, Jeff. Who would win in a fight? Uh Hellboy versus Venom.
1: Jesus. That's um, a good fight, too. That, that's that's a good like one.
0: A lot of these are goofy. That's a good one.
1: Hell, Hellboy kills monsters. Venom's essentially a monster. Like, I feel true. like... That, Does that, Venom that, have
0: healing it. factor?
1: Well, I mean, they, it's, they've tried to kill that symbiote so many times, it never actually worked. That's so. true. That's true. Um, I, I mean, it'll, it'll also it'll heal whatever the host is in a lot of times. So, I feel like it would be hard to kill, but I feel like since Hellboy's killed a lot of things that were hard to kill. That's his thing.
0: He's He's a demon. He...
1: And also, yeah, he's the fucking... If he wants to, can just burn down the world. <laughs> I feel right. like you gotta Hel- go Hellboy on that one.
0: Hellboy's so great. I can't wait to read his comics. Is he Marvel or DC? Neither. He's Dark Horse. He's Dark Horse. Okay, yeah, I want to read some of our Hellboy comics. Maybe I'll read them on that website.
1: All right. I now have a serious bitterness towards Mike Mignola, but yeah, fair enough. <laughs> was he shitty or...? Well, no, because like there was that whole thing they did on Twitter where um, Del Toro was like, if this... Uh, tweet gets uh, like half a million likes and retweets mm-hmm. um we'll do well, we'll mike Ron, oh, that's right discuss hellboy three finally happening
0: and it got like and twice happened, that many
1: oh yeah it happened in like less than 12 hours and he was just like he's like okay we're gonna sit down and then like since then uh they were like yeah unfortunately it's not happening there was a holdout and says, Ron Perlman desperately wants to do it. And Guillermo and said, Delto, he'll do it. Yeah. And, like, and then a week later, they announced like, uh, not like a week later, it was like a month later, they announced like uh, that Neil Marshall is doing R-A and Hellboy movie with uh, David Harbour from Stranger Things as Hellboy. Gee, I wonder who the fucking hole that yeah. was.
0: <laughs> that does suck so bad too. Because it would have... Well, yeah, would've... I
1: feel like they should have let them finish. There's nothing wrong with rebooting it. Like, I think I was like, I'm down with seeing Neil Marshall's fucking Hellboy movie with David Harbour as Hellboy. I'm down with that. I just wish they had gotten to finish the story they were telling the, before we yes. included it.
0: You gotta let it Because Ron Perlman was so passionate and so perfect. It's
1: like, he- if, you, it's like, it's, it's like if you had done um, Batman vs. Superman and never had done Dark Knight Rises. Like, let fucking... Let christopher nolan finish his story and then do whatever the fuck you want yeah that's my thing on it that's my take but that's why i'm kind of pissed but whatever what's the next who would win a fight
0: that's okay so that one was hellboy uh, i'm logging in on my phone really quick here that was okay so who'd win a fight uh let's do a group one because this is too good the mighty ducks versus the bad
1: news bears kids uh, the, my, I'm always going to go with the Mighty Ducks, because the fucking Mighty Ducks are the fucking Mighty Ducks, dude. And the Mighty Ducks are, like... Mighty Ducks, to me, are, like... Again, like it's an internal thing, where it's, like... The reason I love the Anaheim Ducks is because they started as the Mighty Ducks, and I fucking... Anything related to the Mighty Ducks, I will have a passion for, because that was, like, what I grew up on. So, like... you, I, I think the Bad News Bears kids are slightly more dickish. <laughs> <laughs> um, but... I'm always going to say the Mighty Ducks to the fucking Mighty Ducks to the fucking Mighty Ducks. Like, for a long time, the movie that I wanted to see made, and I was like, I would make it if they would let me, was Mighty Ducks 4, with the full blown reboot, with um, what's uh, Josh Jackson, the kid who played Charlie in the originals, okay, in the Emilio Estevez role.
0: Oh, Emilio Estevez, the Mighty Ducks man. I swear it.
1: Well, and yeah, I was I would, all
0: like, Emilio!
1: Oh, name Jesus. that movie Name that Major movie. Roxbury. yeah name it, it you know, is the greatest movie ever no it's not <laughs> but no um thanks pal um but uh yeah but yeah no like fucking like I would I would have killed to have seen that movie but it never fucking actually happened.
0: I mean heck the bash bros alone could probably take down the freaking bad news That's bears it.
1: yes that goes without saying
0: uh alright last one who would win in a fight uh <laughs> um, I just, I wish we could... Well, you know what? We might do an entire... If Jeff keeps coming at me with these good of ones all the time, we might do an entire episode of just who would win in a fight. So I'll just use one of the... I'll just get one out, out the way now. Who would win in a fight? Sid the Sloth versus Wally. Uh,
1: we, does Wally fight? <laughs> Neither
0: does Sid. I don't know.
1: I guess. Um, But, like... I mean, I guess... Wally, literally. I mean, he's. Yeah, I feel like Sid. This my Wally is like
0: a trash compacting robot.
1: We well, just completely nonviolent, and I feel like Sid's like has the capacity for it if he has to. But, but like, Sid's
0: kind of a numbskull. What if he went to punch him, and Wally was just like picking up trash, and his fist just went into the trash compactor, and Wally closed in on his hand and crushed his hand into pieces.
1: Well, that's ah? fine. You you can answer the question. You got to get but, creative like,
0: with it, Patrick. See, I think. I think that that would be part of it. Like, Wally is obviously just kind of doing his thing, and Sid... But I have to imagine as a robot, there has to be some sort of, like, emergency protocol put into him. So he's getting bombarded with, like, these random scratches and slaps from Sid's claws that he would have to react in some way, but I don't know how. Like, so let's say... Let's say that's what happens. He, like, he's getting beaten up, so he, he sees what's hitting him as a, as, a, as a minor threat, and all he knows how to do is compact trash, so Sid goes to throw a punch... Closes the front gates on his hand and just rips it right off, crushes it to nothing, throws it out the back end. And Wally's like, "Oh what? Is, are you okay? Are you in trouble, fellow life form?" And then and Sid's all like,
2: oh, oh, "Oh no!
0: Oh no!" And then those little things that love the watermelon from the movie, those little the little sloths, they hear him crying, so they all just army of the little sloths come out and attack. Or were they dodo birds? It was the dodo birds, right? Yeah, the dodo birds—they all die. They all kill themselves trying to eat this thing. They just hear their 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 god come, and they come out and they attack Wally. And they're what wins the fight for Sid. Sid didn't win. It's his little minions that he accidentally became a god of.
1: See, I feel like that we can go with that. But I feel like if anything it would be like that, Sid trying to attack Wally, and Wally would just be like constantly just avoiding the blows. <laughs> just like I don't know what's happening. Why? Why would you do these things? Like. I, I, am, I am in no way a threat. So... And eventually
0: Sid makes the wrong throw. Wally dodges it. Sid trips over Wally's leg, falls off a cliff. See,
1: you Fair can enough. paint
0: this either way. We'll do a perfect 50-50 split. Sid wins half. Wally wins the other half.
2: Fair That's enough. we nice. will go
0: with that. That's nice. All right. I'm, man, I've listened to 16, episodes, or 16 songs from Born Sinner while we've been doing this podcast. And I didn't even start it at the beginning. I started it at like... A third of the way through. All right, enough of that. So, final thoughts. Final thing I wanted to say because I just I thought of it while I was talking. So, I've made two awesome black friends out here. It's about racism. I've made two awesome black friends out here that are like Chance and Tommy. Tommy's definitely become one of my best friends ever, and Chance is. We don't get to hang out as much as I would like because our schedules conflict. Like he's always working when me and Tommy are off and vice versa. Anyways, you remember. When me and you were, we were making something, we were cooking food, we were just hanging out that day, and we put out, and South Park was on, and it was the, just, I might bleep this out, I'll, I'll see if I'll learn how to bleep, but it was the s***er guy episode, where Stan is playing Jeopardy, and it's Nagger, but he says I instead, and he's like, I can solve this, and everyone picks on him, and it brings in uh Kramer, and all the other people who have said it on scenarios when it wasn't, definitely shouldn't have ever been said. Do you remember that? Kinda. Anyways, we were cooking some sort of food and we were watching that, and Justin just couldn't believe that this was on TV. And oh my God, and that word, and you know, he was getting super up about the fact that that word's awful, which it is. Don't, but it's, but as before, it honestly is a lot about context. So. Just to so when you're around people and you're not saying it in a malicious way, I honestly don't think there's anything wrong with it. That's just me. So like when it's a joke, like that show was making light of a situation and stuff like that, or you're singing a song, uh, like a rap song and stuff like that, and your audience, your your group of friends is not a bunch of racist assholes, I think it's okay. When you are on it's one of those things where it's like it's their word quote unquote. it's like where if me and you are hanging out and you call me a retard and we're like haha that's funny and then we're walking in the mall and someone turns and like you fucking retarded and we beat the shit out of him it's like it's okay because we have an understanding of why you're calling me it and we're joking and shit like that but someone else bring it in isn't alright so that's just the beginning of it so you go you have something you want to say I want to let you say well
1: I mean for me it's like I don't know it's I wish the word would just fucking die like that thing is like I don't gee a problem with it? Like, like, it's like, um, Kevin Cardinal has used it in like a joking way, like, and like my friend Cello uses it sincere Like, my friend Cello uh, is Puerto Rican from um, Spanish Harlem, and he's more than once been like, it's like, it's like, it's like you. I'm just like, please don't do that, dude. I'm just yeah. like, I was like, I don't mean like, I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm happy with the sentiment, but I'm just like, <laughs> I appreciate it, but it's so, it's just, it's so fucked up that I'm just like. I was like, even though it's like there's like a like, I remember there was like a Richard Pryor thing once that his wife was uh, one of his wives was talking about where like um, uh, he and like a bunch of people were like hanging out like playing like playing poker or something whatever mm. and it was just like and she was just like it's <laughs> and, and then she says it and like everybody stops because his wife was white and like he takes her outside and, <laughs> and like, they kick the shit out of her and um she, and he's like look at the stars mm. and she's just like okay. And he's like, show your star. And that was the whole thing is like, in the end, like, like, actually, I mentioned earlier June Bernardino, who is Filipino. I literally did not notice that he was of a different, and I don't mean this in like, like, oh, I'm so like, what evolved, whatever. Mm -hmm. I literally did not notice he was a different race Mm -hmm. until somebody made a racist comment. Mm -hmm. Like when we were, um, I think like 13, like somebody, uh, it wasn't even clever. Somebody called him, like, a ching-chang-chonger. <laughs> like, that's not they even good. Yeah, no, they were angry that he, like, took uh, their girlfriend because he was a smooth dude. He like, was smooth like, as hell. He was a charming dude. That ain't his um, problem. Yeah, and, like, the whole thing, and now he's built like the fucking Hulk. Um, I've seen pictures of him. Um, but, um, but like, that's something I never noticed. Like, it was, like, to me, it was always just, like, I saw him just as June. Like, I never fucking, like, it never even occurred to me. It wasn't, like, at that moment, was, like, I was, like, why did he call you that mm. and he's like because of my race and i was like oh yeah i was just like i literally never occurred to me yeah well so, so like, that's the whole thing is like i literally i don't know, i'm not saying like it never has occurred in my life but like i just i don't really have prejudice because it's just, like i never i basically kind of hate everybody until like they prove them themselves cool. fair yeah. but you so know like, fair and equal so it's like once I've like once somebody is cool, I'm like whatever. Like it's just like, I don't care if you're gay, if you're like Mexican, if you're black, if you're like whatever. Okay. I was just like I don't give a shit. Like as long as you're cool, like you're cool, well, like, I don't give a fuck. so the so reason so. why
0: this came up was so, and I want to talk touch back on the Justin thing later when I'm talking about Get Out, and you'll probably understand what I'm talking about without even getting there. So, okay. The reason why this came up when we're rapping. So so what, like so I can't remember what I said we were talking something so then me and tommy love j cole a lot and he likes king los we both like kendrick we both are all right with logic we both listen to a lot of the same rap music and uh like when we're singing at work like i, I obviously censor myself with the n-word because you're at a big public place with lots of people and you never know who's gonna offend there's lots of black people there also that i'm not super great terms with so again like that whole like who you're talking to it's all about the sentiment between you not so anyways and then one day we're, we're rapping, his brother, so they're both black, like they're both half black, but his brother Chance will say the N-word at any point in time ever. He's just that kind of, like, it's just, you know, whatever, it's his word, uses it how he wants. Uh, whereas Tommy, when we're rapping together, he'll censor it because there's also white people around he doesn't want, he's like, no, I don't know if they're cool with that. I don't know if the other black people are cool with it, like, I'm happy to say it myself, but when I'm around you, I'm going to censor myself. And I was like, that's cool. So when we're in the car together, just me and him, and we're rapping J. Cole and stuff like that, it's fine. No hold bars, like, say whatever you want. So one thing that struck me was hit, hit even though he's black he says it like when you're in an Xbox party with them oh my god every other every other sentence is just like nonstop n-word and he's saying it all the time but then when you're in public he censors himself and that's cool. So I'm like okay even you see that it depends on who you're around like your brother clearly doesn't. Chance doesn't matter who he's talking to. Doesn't matter what he's going on. He says it anywhere, but you see it. So that's cool. But well, that was ta- like –
1: there's a story that uh, I remember uh, Chris Rock was telling once where he was like – because there was like the, the guys who were known as the bad boys of SNL who really, really were close to each other uh-huh. was uh, Chris Farley, David Spade, Chris Rock, uh, Adam Sandler, and uh, Rob Schneider. Mm-hmm. And I guess they were all in a car together once. and It was like the early 90s, so it was like when um, like The Chronic had come out. Yeah. And like he's like – we were all rapping together. And whenever the N word came on – they would stop, <laughs> he's like, because like, respect is respect. Yeah. And I was just like, so that's my thing too. Is I'm like, it's not a matter of like, it's a. I want the word to die, but also it's a matter of like, I have enough respect that I just, of- I don't want any part of, of that. Of course, but I still think it's funny. Like, there are like black people that I've known who are whiter than the people like. That oh my god, active. yeah. Because like, think there's like one time when I was working at Lowe's that I was actually telling the story yesterday. Like, um this guy I worked with, Jermaine, who was like this hardcore dude from Albany, mm-hmm. um, he was doing, like, he was rapping something. I, I can't remember if it was Run DMC or Wu-Tang. I think it was Run DMC. And I finished the line. He's like, "How hey, you know that? you white. And then, like, uh, this kid we worked with named Corey, who was the whitest black kid I've ever met in my life, mm-hmm. um, was like, what are you guys talking about? <laughs> <laughs> and, like, Jermaine's like, you blacker than him. <laughs> <laughs> and I was just like... It, I don't think that the color is state of mind people, but I just think like, it's funny. Yeah. I just, like there was like, one time that like um, like one of my ex girlfriends who's black. um, When I first went to Comic Con, like she was at a hotel, and I was like, okay, so I'll just take the train. Just tell me which train, whatever.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And she was like, you should probably take a cab. I'm like, how much is a cab gonna cost? She's like, like probably like 25, 30 bucks. I'm like, how much is the train gonna cost? She's like, probably like three bucks. I'm like, why am I taking a cab? <laughs> and she was like, she was like, because the hotel is in the hood. I'm just like, oh, for fuck's sake, fine. So I took a cab, took me like, it took us like 30 bucks. Huh. I get there. It's a Hasidic Jewish neighborhood. <laughs> I was like, "Hood." <laughs> your definition of a hood and my definition of a hood are very fucking different things. It's yeah. like, I am the most dangerous person in this neighborhood now. <laughs> like, I uh, like,
0: but no, so to touch back on the respect thing. So yes, it is a respect thing. You don't say it until you get approval. Once you get approval, there's nothing disrespectful about that word at all. It's no, like I said, it's no different than when me and you are joking and I'm like, you know, I want you to call me something like the Cap'n or Stone Cold Kevin Often, We're joking. Or I say something stupid and you call me an idiot. You call me this or that. That's fine. You're allowed to say that. Someone else is not. It's not. Race is irrelevant. I get that word has history, obviously.
1: What I'm obviously. saying, it was used to subjugate an entire fucking race of people on this earth. But like, it's still
0: just a word. So that's, I'm not saying it I know. can't. I am not br- saying, no, I yeah.
1: understand that. Like, it's like, there's no thing bad words, bad, just bad intentions. I get yeah. it. Like, that word is born of bad intentions. So,
0: when... So like, to so me, that's the
1: thing that bothers me, is that it's poisonous.
0: Yes. So, the follow-up to that is... The two follow-ups to that is, one, Donald Glover does an entire skit about it in his stand-up on Netflix, which is pretty good. And he's talking about, why don't we... So, why isn't there a consensus to take the power away from it? Obviously, you'll never get to take the word away from it. Racists are racist. You're never going to be able to get rid of it. People are assholes. There's no getting around it. But his whole joke was like, what if everyone started using it and we just became okay with it? What if like, he's, ta- he's talking about two people uh, shopping and like two white girls shopping and she says like, that looked really good on you and she says the N-word and he's like joking about it. And he's 100% correct. You can't get rid of it. You're right. It's a poisonous, awful word that can be used to completely take the sails out of somebody. 100%, take the wind out of their sails. But if everyone used it and you just allowed it to die as far as the amount of power, like for example... We've always well, no, had
1: that's that's the whole thing with like Richard Pryor. That's like the reason yeah. he said he was like, using it because it was just like and that's the whole thing it's, like the idea of taking power back from it. Yeah. And I'm and like owning it. Get that I get it, I do. But it's just like at the same time, I just I don't
0: So the follow up is so the follow up is. Um oh, hold on, I had one last thing I wanted to say about that. Doesn't matter, it's not important, it'll come back to me. The follow up to that is get out does it perfectly. You can be racist. By trying to be so apologetic on the other end, which is the problem I had with Justin. Like Justin tries so hard to be on the other side of no, everything's cool. I voted. I would vote for Obama a third time. That that actually comes off fucking. That's racist. You're like you're trying to treat them like a child and be like no, no, everything you do is wonderful and you're great and you're perfect and I'm try not trying to do anything. There has to be a middle ground. So when me and Tommy no, are joking, like, that's my thing.
1: It's like that's like the whole thing I was saying when we talked about Get Out was I was just like that is the fucking problem. Is it's like no matter it's like yeah you have good intentions but road to hell is paved with good intentions like yeah. you're still giving that person like either praise or damnation you're giving it based on their race and it shouldn't be yes it should yes. be purely based on the char- context of their character
0: so when me and so f- using that when me and 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 my friends are hanging out and we're talking and they call me that and we're joking moving on we're in a car we're singing it and i rap it just kind of like to the open air with that and we're moving on Or so what I've started calling them because apparently using complete words that are worse than the N word as far as like descriptives go, I've started calling them crispy. Like that's a yeah. You know, one time they called me the N word and I was like, man, what do I say to come back to that? Like I can call you my brother. No, that's still kind of racist. Cause black people use brother more. And it's always in a joking way when people say brother, it's always in a joking, like, yeah, look, I'm hood too. Or whatever. So I'm not going to use that. Wow. So I was also, like,
1: Hulk Hogan uses it pretty frequently. Yeah, so I, yes. And Hulk
0: Hogan, he's a racist. So, you know, that yeah. was, <laughs> so I was like, what do I use for you? So I, 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 I said something I don't remember. And, uh, they laughed. I was like, you know what? No, I'm just going to call you crispy. And they're like, what? And I was like, yeah, your mama left you in the oven too long. You, you you burnt. And we like joked about it. And then that became the thing. So that's clearly worse than the N-word as far as the actual description of it. Obviously, the N-word has more power. But that's cool. They don't even care. Shit, the other people at work heard me calling it, and they didn't even understand it. So they didn't care. It's way worse, and yet it goes completely fine in our personal group. I'm not apologizing and being like, oh, what's up, friend? I'm white, you're black. Let's be pals. Like, I You take it for what it is in that scenario. I will never call them that when we're walking in the mall with thousands of people around me, and I wouldn't expect them to call me anything else when we're out walking around like that as well. It's all about knowing your audience in my eyes.
1: Well, no, for me, I just treat everybody the same. I don't give a shit. Like, it's just like... like I treat Josh. everyone... Josh tr- and Joey are gay, like I treat them the same oh, way I treat you they broke up I know
0: they did Oh man, and Joey's out in California now, and that's so sad Oh, is he in
1: California? I didn't yeah, know that
0: That's what Josh said last um, No, and treating everyone the same is great But I, I don't treat everyone the same I treat them how they want to be treated Alright like So again, there's certain things around you We've had this talk back when we got into a pretty big fight At Healthy Living, there's certain things I'm not going to bring up Around you, because you said it rubbed you the wrong way Don't do it there's certain things around, uh, like, uh, Morgan at work. Morgan's a transgendered girl at work who's going through the system right now, and a lot of people are assholes, still call her, you know, he is the adjective they'll use, and that's one thing to let it slip, because even I let it slip. It's hard when you see someone with 5 o'clock shadow and a deep voice to know off the top of your head. It's tough, but I'm getting better, and I say she, but there's people who still call her by her fucking her name that she doesn't want to go by. It's Morgan now. Listen, that's her name. That's what you're going to call her. You know, there's there's lots of scenarios. You it's know, ironic, like
1: ironic because my transgender friend uh that is Ryan, um when I first met him, he was still like a girl and he yeah, and by going Morgan, it, yeah. And I was just like and I look like, when he when he changed his name, I was like of all the times in your life you're going to change your name, which is once. Now, this is it. Yeah, and you went with Ryan? Like really? <laughs> like what the fuck, man? I, I, I was like, go with like Zeus or something. Like, go badass. Like, why but, would you
0: do that? You know, like she she wants to be treated this way. So guess what? You win. I'm gonna treat you how you want to be treated. I don't treat everyone the same. I treat them to what they prefer. And with Tommy and Chance, totally cool to basically do whatever I want. With Trump supporters, like to a degree, when you're not being insulting, to Trump supporters. I'm not gonna bring him up in a derogatory way around you just because that's gonna start a fight. I may bring up I agree with this. That's different, but I'm not gonna be an asshole because you don't want that. Like that's how I feel with all things related to bigotry, racism, sexism, all that. Treat someone how they want to be treated, and then go do your own shit when you're alone. Like that's fine.
1: You yeah, know the the, the Trumps were thing. Like I like once I know I usually either just stop talking to you. Yeah. Well, or like if it's my family. I will do everything in my power to make you uncomfortable. Like. No, here,
0: apparently, I mean, there's a lot of Trump supporters here, but one of our friends, Deanna, the one we spend a lot of time with now, she's not a supporter per se, like anymore, she's not. She's like, when he was running, you know, I voted for Trump, and I'm like, okay. And she's like, I, I, what was the way she worded it? I don't want to mess it up because I don't want to make her sound worse or like anything like that. She basically said she appreciated, even though it's, turned out to be lies she appreciated his charisma and his blunt attitude the man was a very you know blue collar american even though he's never been that in his life he was very like listen this is what i think sorry if it hurts your uh, feelings and that's what appealed to a lot of people and i get that so i don't judge her for that i'm like that's fine she doesn't necessarily love what he's doing now but i'm not gonna just start going fuck trump why'd you vote for him this that or the other because she that's you know she doesn't want that and i don't want her to have to deal with that cool moving on
1: yeah, no, I don't have that. <laughs> like, no, no, like, I I know you don't. Like, but... You you got in bed with Satan, like you're gonna fucking <laughs> pay for that. Like, yeah, so
0: so I I get that, but uh, I, that's that's how I feel with racism is that it's 100. percent You treat people how they want to be treated, not how you feel they deserve to be treated. That's horseshit.
1: Well, no, I just treat everybody equally. Like, yeah, it's just yeah. like, well, I mean that's not true because like most people, I just, as I said, like I, I pretty much hate everybody until like I've given reason not to. Yeah. That's why like I told Jeff, like I texted him one day. I think it was like after we did the uh, uh, the crossover podcast, what did mm-hmm. I just say? That I was just like, I now feel tremendous guilt because I was just like, I was, because I mean, that is the basic, my natural state of being. Like, until yeah. you, like, give me a reason to like you, yeah. like, I hate you, I, I hate you just something. I, I just, like, I think it's just because just growing up, we're just like, you get treated like shit enough, like, by everybody ever, mm-hmm. that at a certain point, you're just kind of like, it's best to just kind of ne- not think the best of anybody and just kind of like, if they show you that they are decent then that's great but like assume the worst so that way like nothing really horrible can happen to you again yeah but but yeah so like that's my whole thing is like that's why i I was just like i now feel tremendous guilt because like a i was raised catholic and b because it was just like when that was all going on like i was like i was legitimately fucking pissed and i was just like and I was just like, and he's just like, "What's well, the water in the bridge?" Whatever. I'm like, and I was like, yeah, I, I, I'm like, I'm saying, and I get it. Like, it's just like, I'm glad that you like forgive. Just like, but it's like, I don't forgive myself ever. So yeah. like, I'm like, well, fuck. Look what I've done to myself. You're like,
0: you're like Dobby in Harry Potter. You're smacking yourself with a lamp. You've been a bad boy, bad Dobby. Pretty
1: much. Pretty much. I'm more like the fucking. Actually, uh, another Ron Howard movie, uh, Da Vinci Code. I'm like the fucking the, uh, the fucking the uh, the fucking albino dude who played uh, Vision. Ah, uh, Paul Bettany. Oh, Paul I mean, Bettany. Like, yeah. When he fucking uh, like slams uh, the uh, belt into his back, like to punish himself for his sins. He's got like, it, like Nightcrawler for like cutting. Himself. Oh
0: yeah, how he's constantly yeah. all the scars on him. Yeah. Is that real canon? Is that what no. Nightcrawler does? Okay, it's not in the comics at all. Okay, it was cool. I liked it. It was a neat little add-on. Yeah,
2: indeed.
0: Uh, um, all right. Yeah, that's all. That's all I have to say. That's that. That was what I wanted to talk about because I I bring it up with Tommy all the time because um, he's. Like I said, his mom's white, his dad's black. Uh, same. Thing yeah, with you're Chance.
1: half, you're half Mexican, half white. So yeah, but I
0: definitely show all white. <laughs> they at least look black. So, um, but there's like a rapper Logic who uh, is half black, half white. He looks almost whiter than I do, but in his raps, he says the n word every other word, and he talks about what it's like. He's he's black and proud. He's like people always told me, don't don't think about the fact that you're black. You look white. Be happy with it. And he's like, fuck that. That doesn't what. So that's what his well, rap's so about. So
1: is Drake. I mean, well yeah, but
0: Drake obviously shows it more as well. Like logic looks well. Not really. Like people give him shit.
1: If you fucking watch like The Grassy before he tried to like really black himself up, like he like Uh, he definitely looked a lot like he looked he looked fucking like a Canadian white guy, like tan. So we we talk talk about that
0: a lot and I'm always bringing it up with them and they're and they're they're awesome about it. So I just wanted to to put my feelers out there and see what you had to say.
1: Fair enough. I mean that's the like I mean that's the thing, like I mean that's I said before, like I I feel genuine rage, like at like racism, like I think like I was like there was one day that I was um driving it was like, it was really recent I was driving down the road um and uh, like where uh, Robin I got ice cream with Robin Debs and then like I was going the back way back to my house and on the way is Googs where um, mm-hmm. I went to like all the shows like, ASA ASA Morrison mess played a bunch of times this year Candy Immel has played uh, once or twice um, I was driving down the road. And I saw across the street, like the fucking house across the street had like fucking like four, like fucking like around the house, yeah. uh, Confederate flags. I was like, what the fuck? I was just like, I even, I, and I like I put it on Facebook. So I was like, is that a thing? Like, did I did I never notice that before? Is it was dark or like what?
2: Huh.
1: And then like, I like I heard stories from people on there where they were like, I guess he does take them down when Goog shows happen because people have fucked with him. I'm like, and good, yeah. like. It's like don't have that shit up if you think that like, like if you don't think that like
0: I only you're... fly the Nazi flag when I know certain people are gonna be around. So what
1: I'm saying, you're pro- you're provoking. So don't be mad at the provoked response. Like yeah, yeah. like and like that's the whole thing is, like, and I guess um, the last show there, like Hill Haines, um, which are friends of the Aces band, uh, were playing with them, and I guess uh, him and his giant fucking truck. Cause of course, he's a giant fucking truck. Um, like was the like, honking whoa. at them? You All right. All right. Um, he was like he was like honking at them to move their van. And so like they were like, whatever. And they moved it. And uh, I guess Mike Rios, who's the bartender at Googs, I think he owns it, um, was like, fuck that racist piece of shit. Don't you ever move for him again. And I was just like, yes, good. Like, if I had known that from the start, I would have been fucking, every time I went to a Goog show, like, bringing eggs with me and egging his fucking house. Mm-hmm. Like, it's like if you fucking, if you're going to publicly display yourself as the lowest of humankind Mm. you're going if you're going to provoke me i'm going to give you the full brunt of that provocation yeah a
0: reason to be provoked if he's yeah you're gonna you're gonna come at him i don't blame yeah that's fucked up. My brother and me had a big talk when the cuz remember they I do think it was dumb that they took uh what's it called off the air when that whole shit was going on uh, uh Dukes of Hazard. Like it's kind of dumb they took that show off the air. It's like whatever that show was in no way implying that much kind of racism. It's just that they had the flag on top. It sucks, but you don't take it off the air. But anyways, he was like he was talking about how uh, he wants to put a Confederate flag in the back of the truck. Like, you know how you have those see-through window things that you can put yeah. on your truck? I want to get one of uh, Spider-Man because I've seen one online that looked really cool. Um, but anyways, he wanted to get a Confederate flag and I was just like, I was living in Saratoga at the time. Um, I think this was before I met you or right around the time I met you. And I just, all I did was go, Ugh. and I just like, just let the air out of myself and just I was like, Ugh. and my dad and my two brothers just were like, there's nothing wrong with that flag. It stood for this, that, and the other. I was like, okay i'm not getting into this right now i'm not i'm not going to be a part of this like that's i'm never going to the passion you're showing at me just going just sighing i'm clearly not going to like sway you in any way shape or form stop talking to me this isn't worth our time yeah.
1: well that was like the whole thing is like i was like my dad was trying to convince me that, like even, my dad's not even racist but he was just like that um the confederate flag the whole point of the civil wars like it was like um states rights like basically like fuck you i won't do what you tell me i'm like yes but it was really the states being like we had the right to own human beings. Yeah. Like I was like, I don't care how you break that down. Put put
0: up the don't that tread was, on me flag. Sure. Put up the don't tread on me flag. Even that flag's kind of fucked up. But put that flag that's, up. That's better than the Confederate flag.
1: yeah, there was a guy yesterday that was wearing one. And I was just like, it was everything I mean not to like fucking like comment on it. Just be like, I hate you fucking people. <laughs> like a yeah. like, lot of you, you're closed-minded douchebags. Yeah. I was I don't. like, you're you, you feel that's I think it's funny. like the whole thing that like, I know exactly what's happening in society too. It's basically like we're the, for the first time, uh, white people will not be the majority pretty soon. Mm -hmm. And people are terrified and they're pushing back against that as hard as they possibly can. And I'm like, yeah. "Yeah," And enjoy when that does nothing like enjoy watching yourselves fall off the face of the earth. Like I will be on the side that pushed you. (laughs) (laughs) I don't care. it will be like fucking, it's like, it's like fucking like 300, like, I will happily be one of the 300 taking on the fucking army of Persians, pushing them off the fucking... Yeah. ...goddamn cliff. cliff. Like... Not my problem. That's one Fuck. thing that's
0: always fucked with me, too, is, like, as I grow up and I hear people go, like, oh, what's wrong with this generation? And remember when it was a good country and shit? I'm like, first off, you're only 30. Your generation isn't the good generation if we were to pick one. Second off, I think it's just something about getting old and wanting to hold on to the fact that you didn't have to worry about this kind of shit. Like, when you were a kid, this this stuff was going on in the 90s, no doubt about it, in the 80s, in the, in the two, early 2000s. This shit's never not been there. It's just that you're... you didn't have to worry about it, and now that you do, you just have to blame someone. It's like, I have to. I don't know what to do. I have to blame someone. I can't just realize that it's always been there, and it's terrifying me. That's why when people talk about, like, oh, America was such a great country, it's like, no, it's always kind of gone through shit. I'm not gonna say America's not great. I love the country I live in, but it's always had shit going on that didn't make it look so nice. It's just that it wasn't broadcasted, and you weren't aware of it. Now you are. Deal with it.
1: Yeah, because even, like, the halcyon days of, like, Clinton, there was a lot of bullshit going on, like... Yeah. So it's, like... that's the Or, thing. Like, apparently, the glory days of Reagan, which, when I look back
0: on, obviously, I didn't live through it, so I can't speak to it, but all the people who were kids during the Reagan era are
1: like, oh, the good old days. So I'm like, no, you were a kid. Those were shitty days. You were just a kid. The only reason those were, like... That's the thing is, like, the only reason those were good days was because, like, in the 80s... Because like, Chris talks about it, too, DiBiase, where it's, like... Even though it was, like, it was, like, it was like kind of a recession kind of time, like, fucking money was everywhere. Like, people were, like it, was like, it was gobs of money to be made wherever. Yeah. So, like, I think it's why people have such fucking, like, fond memories of it. But I was, like, I grew up on, like, punk and hardcore bands that fucking talked the truth about that time. So I've never had, like, fucking, like, any nostalgia for that fucking era. I've never really had any nostalgia for times where I wasn't alive, except for, like... Would I like to have gone to shows back then? Like, awesome. But like, other than that, I don't fucking care. Like, yeah.
0: No, I am I always say that the time I would have liked to live up, and it all depends, grow up, because I've asked this question a thousand times. You know how I ask these types of questions. You know, if you could be born in what what year, what would you have been born in? And, of course, my wife, the first thing she says is, I would have loved to grown up in the 20s and 30s. And, I like, I get it. She likes the style that the rich people had. But you did not want to grow up in the 20s and 30s for a number of reasons. And so I'm always I always say that if I could have grown up in a certain period of time, I would have liked to have been born in the 50s as part as one of the baby boomers as the prosperity. I would have grown up as a super hippie, just negligent to what was going on in life in the 60s and 70s, like the disco era 70s. And then in the 80s, I would have been old enough to be a part of that like, fucking make money wherever you got to make money. And then I'd bet, like, that is the generation where you could have the least care about real problems. In my opinion. The Baby Boomers was the generation that you had the ability to just roll through life in just the sweetest sort of way. Not all of I mean, them. Not all of I'm them. Gonna, Shit goes gonna... on for everyone. I'm a white guy. As a white guy, it, that's what I'm talking about. Other uh, places, races, situations are different. But as a, like, living in my situation, I would have had a very easy life.
1: Fair enough. I mean, again, I'm not like again. I I I'm much more concerned about the future than I am about the past. Oh, like, of course,
0: yeah. Future. When gone. I grew
1: up, like, I mean, I grew up on like hardcore from the '80s, but like and movies from the '80s, and I love like that stuff, but like that like that art, but mm-hmm. like I have no desire to be there. Like, it's not like when I watch Fast Times of the Ridge in my High, I'm like, oh, gee, I wish I was a teenager in the '80s. Like, <laughs> No. i'm finally growing up with the internet like that, that that's
0: fine that's true porn is everywhere there is no there is not a small amount of stuff to wank it to in the world i don't have to go searching i don't have to yeah, it, all th- it,
1: it, it worked out really nicely that like right as i like went through puberty, with like when it all became so easily available <laughs> i remember i
0: cranked it to a poster on the wall that my brother brought home from spencer's gifts it was wonderful
1: <laughs> wow <laughs>
0: you tell me you've only ever cranked it to pornography
1: no, I mean, like, when I was younger, I mean, Christ, when you're, like, 13, you'll fucking jack you just anything. You just do. Yeah, exactly you, like
0: you just see, like, a curvy piece of driftwood, and you're like, oh, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> you know what that reminds me of? And then you're like, oh, I'll be right back. It's only going to take a minute. And you take off. No,
1: I know wow, what that's this like. Is, this is this is going off the rails. That's just, that's just
0: life, dude. I'm so, that's like, I just started watching Rick and Morty again, because Jeff finally started watching it, and not just started watching it again, let's be real, I watch an episode like a day just in general, but the episode where Morty's in his room with his laptop, and his dad the Pluto episode, and he's like, you know, you're really playing with fire just bursting into my room here, you know, I'm a teenager, you know, I got a, I got a laptop in here, you know, you, you, you're really gonna see something one of these times, dad, and I just laughed really hard because it's 100 percent true you are always pulling on your dangle when you're like 14 years old you're like hold on do i have at least three to four minutes of alone time all right all right you don't you never have alone time not when you have three brothers and a stay-at-home mom someone's in the house at all times you got to get
1: creative yeah the opposite we're like i grew up as a latchkey kid and like uh so yeah i i was i was fine (laughs) just free space You
0: you literally could walk circles in your room while cranking it, and no one would know the wiser. I I could I didn't. You didn't? No, no. Who walks in cranks? Not me. I've never done that. (laughs) Although I'm interested now that I mention it. (laughs) That's the rest of Kevin's day. I feel like it would just you know take the focus off what really needs my my time. So, (laughs) but I I hey try anything twice. All right, anything. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right. Anyways, okay. we hour and forty five minutes, longest episode yet, well, <laughs> and it's a great one. Do you want me to split this one up into two parts, or are we just cool with the two almost two hour episode?
1: I'm cool with it. If you're cool with it, I'm cool with
0: it. I'm gonna I'm gonna try to get creative and do some like editing with this one. Try to like maybe have you have you listened to Tell Him Steve Dave?
1: Uh, like maybe once or twice. So the
0: beginning is like this heavy metal like rock riff, and then they'll interject sound clips from the episode. Maybe yeah. I'll do that, just like you know, sodomy is fun. Sound clip, move on. <laughs> yeah i've never cranked it while walking around my room maybe i'll try to do that try to do a little tell them i probably won't i'm making thank false God. promises here so thank we're <laughs> uh, it'd be good though it would be i'm gonna try to put bleeps in for every time we said the n-word though i'm gonna try that
1: that's we, pro- don't say we. I think I did it once.
0: Probably a different sir. Okay. I wa- hold on, because that's the second time you think you've said something else you didn't say. For example, once, the twice. Grant Morrison, Frank Miller thing, where you said to Grant Morrison on accident. It happens to the best of us, and I corrected you with Frank Miller. Just listen back to this episode. You'll need to set aside two hours, but listen back. All right. That's enough of that. Moving on. Uh, I want to do another crossover soon. Um, do you work tomorrow? Yes. Okay. What time? Morning or night?
1: Um. Yeah. I mean, tomorrow I work in, I work till I get home at six. Okay. It ain't happening tomorrow. Me and Jeff are recording
0: tomorrow. Anyways, wanna do another cross crossover episode soon? Since it's been about three weeks since we did that, or two weeks, three weeks since we did that, so we'll be able to put one out then. And then um, otherwise, just normal. Oh, and I want to do an entire episode of who would win in a fight where we have to actually make the story. So, like, well, I'll ask who would win in a fight, and then we'll make just a very brief reason. So if I say, for example, I bring up Doctor Strange again, instead of just going magic wins, we have to, like, paint a picture in which we are the creative difference for his spells. So any spells you know he's capable of, you can use, or we can make up our own, but we have to create the story. So I want to do an entire who would win in a fight episode. Maybe we could get, like, we'd probably be able to get, like, 8 or 9, 8 to 10 done. With actual like, stories around them.
1: Fair enough. I mean, I don't know. We'll, we'll see. I mean, we'll see what we get there. <laughs> That'd
0: be a hoot and a half. All right. Otherwise, that wraps it up for Smen of this Machine. I'm the captain.
1: Uh, you're not the fucking Treat captain. them how
0: they want to be treated, Patrick.
1: Love uh, I never once said I would do that. You said you I'm were going your, to do I'm that. I'm your baby.
0: You got to love me.
1: What? This isn't dinosaurs. Just love your baby. I'm the captain. You're Kevin. I'm Pat. And thanks for listening. Indeed.